Welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today, joined by a brand new, wonderful guest D commentator. Can I introduce him? He's my friend. Oh, please, by all means. <laughs> I'm just used to doing the intro. Go ahead. We have a guest this week, guys. Month. Uh, month, whatever. <laughs> um, we have a guest. My friend Spencer is here. Spencer, do you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. I'm petrified to be here, but thank you. I've been prepared for this for my whole life, to be honest. <laughs> It's all been leading to this. Spencer and I share a, a very passionate love of cheesy movies, especially ones by the, the Disney brand. And so I knew he would be perfect for this. I called upon him in a time of need, and I knew he would answer the call. He's he's built for this. He's very hilarious on social media, especially with his movie and TV commentary. So I knew he would be perfect. Well, there's also a reason why you knew he would be perfect. Do, do you want to tell us why, Spencer? Is it because I'm an identical twin? <gasps> That's correct. And we're talking about double team. Did finally, we're finally finally doing it everybody <laughs> unfortunately we couldn't hook it up where we could have spencer's identical twin but you know what one is better than none spencer quick question how often in the lifetime of being a twin did you guys um dominate basketball together pretty much every day to be honest <laughs> that's fair it's that it's that twin connection that all twins have to be able to throw exactly, basketballs yeah. at we, each other we super do a, well. We do a lot of secret pivots to each other and those shuffle, those foot moves, and then magically throw the ball to someone and then he just magically appears. So it, yeah. We've, yeah. We, it's really been a, a goal of our life. The too. doctor explains this in the delivery yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. All identical twins have this power. It's a, it's a secret they only know that Spencer's parting the curtain for us today. Yes, for the, all of those wonderful reasons, we're very excited to have Spencer here. Spencer... Um, as I like to ask every guest, what would you say is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? You know what? Really easily, Phantom of the Megaplex. I just, really? I don't, I don't think it really gets better than that. And it's one that I rewatch <laughs> pretty much every year, especially during Halloween. Just all star performances all around. That's, that's certain. Thank you for agreeing with me and our former guest Dylan, who loved that movie more than anything. And Mickey Rooney's absolutely unhinged <laughs> performance. Yeah, it's truly haunting. Uh, we don't have any DCOM news to talk about because we're recording this very close to uh, the Invisible Sister episode due to schedule delays. So we're just going to hop right into this. We just talked about how good Phantom of the Megaplex is. What did you guys think of this movie? Just in an opening thoughts kind of way. I love this movie. Like, I personally really love it. I, this is one that I actually watched a ton growing up. Like, I remembered this way more than I remembered most. Of course, I remembered it wrong. And key plot points I did forget. And or just make up different plot points that don't happen. But I did remember this, like, way more than I remembered other ones. Because I just remembered watching this one a ton growing up. And I do love it. And I love these actresses. And I I really enjoyed my time with it. <laughs> yeah, I did as well. I, I kind of got the same vibe you did about, like, thinking things were going to happen. But I think this is that's because it's based on people's real lives. And so we saw this in Right on Track, where they can't really go in, like, a traditional story structure. They want to try and stick to the beats of, like, a real person's life. But I think there's so many about so many things about this movie that really make it stand out amongst the decom crowd, especially the sports decom crowd. It's an absolute blast start to finish. Spencer, what did you think as a as our as our twin representation? Yeah, it's super interesting. So going back, I found myself remembering so many of the lines. I probably was like Emma and I had seen this a bunch growing up. I even remembered the featurette where they they had talked about how that the actresses <laughs> yes, had like yes! 
you remember, yeah. So they like weren't they obviously weren't six five. I think they they were supposed to be six one and and at fourteen years old during this time of the movie, which is insane, by the way. Can we talk about how insane? <laughs> we'll get there in a second. Is? It's very early. I mean, yes, but they basically had to do like Hagrid style force perspective, didn't they, to make them seem super tall? Uh, yeah, they did a lot of that. Uh, all of their shoes had like platforms, so they had like several like soles of inches in their shoes to make themselves look the same height between because the two actresses are different heights but also they had to appear six one versus everyone else being i don't know like five six or seven or something well, like that. yeah because they're 14 right because the that's what i was gonna say is i didn't know i didn't remember this featurette i didn't know about any I of the, remember the, it so the, the cinematic fe- the cinematic feats they went to for this it was but like what, what i played during commercials but what i jail. immediately noticed is that their main uh way of showing how tall they are is they surround them by like objectively eight-year-old children yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like because like, they're in high school so actually i I did the research because there was one of my notes, just like how some of the kids look like they were eight years old and these actors yes. look at least 20. Especially by comparison. Totally. And Poppy Monroe's, she played Heather. Her age isn't available online, but Annie, who played Heidi, I think she was 19 during filming and then she had just turned 20 when the movie was released. But still, like, okay. very clearly... College age. Col- yeah, like young college and they did not look 14. And especially no. even Mackenzie Phillips, the mom, was saying, like, they're new teenagers. When I heard that line, I was like, what? Like, I remembered this movie because I guess I was a kid and I had no concept of, like, what you look like at what teenage age. But I remembered this movie of them being, like, 17 years old. Like, that's oh, how yeah. I thought they were... Because they, they look be they look like adults. <laughs> also, like, that featurette, they also, in the featurette that they played during Disney, that I thought until Spencer mentioned it might have been my own melatonin, like, <laughs> fever dream. But it actually... It was real, apparently. And they also talk about the casting of these two girls. And, like, we had to find people that could play identical twins. And I remember being a small child watching this featurette and being like, I can't believe they're not twins. And now looking at this movie, these girls do not look alike. Except they both are blonde and have, like, similar face shapes. They look very, they like, they look like they could be, I don't even want, even want to give them the credence of being related. Like, they they don't could be look cousins that similar. at best. Cousins. Yeah. And I mean, I, maybe it's just the stupid young boy in me, but I definitely never noticed as a kid. And I will admit, I didn't notice super apparently through the first like third of this movie. I kept losing track of which one was which. I was like, which one's supposed to be the one who's really good? How, Luke? Oh, I don't I, know. They're visibly I don't distinct. Know. I don't know. I just kept losing track of it. But it is truly something I don't know how Disney Channel felt. Because like Disney Channel is good at finding twin actors. They found the Sprouses. They, they found, found the Mallory's. and British Lindsay <laughs> <laughs> but they found the Maoris. There's a field out there for this kind of thing. The other thing I wanted to talk about, which I'm putting a bit of a moratorium on this topic. Listen, I love a good low-hanging fruit joke as much as anybody. I don't feel like we need to make any jokes about the name, the title. I'm going to make a joke about <laughs> it right now. I have several jokes to go off of during later on. So we'll Listen, just... I already kind of skirted saying the Disney Channel classic double teamed because it's... I'm just saying... I don't, I'm not even going to make a joke. I'm just going to ask a question. Nobody flagged that. How many? It was a different how many, time. How many rooms that term still existed? It wasn't that Yeah, but long do you really ago. want to be this the guy? It wasn't the 1800s. Do you really want to be the guy in the Disney Channel offices who's like, you realize that's <laughs> when t- 
too. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. The name is was very confusing to me, and I didn't fully. I mean, I got the double part because they're twins, but I didn't fully get it until this rewatch because at one point the coach physically says, "Like Nikki, they're double teaming you or something." At the very last game, they continually double team Heidi and Nikki, and like that's why they have to use the decoy plan. But listen to that sentence you just said. I I don't love it. But to be fair, it is a basketball term. I get where they thought like they're twins. It's a basketball term. Perfect. No one else else knows. People who are watching Disney Channel don't know basketball terms. That's also like, I'm also just saying like there had to be some test groups. This had to be run in front of just like a few like boardrooms. Like nobody was like, hey, that might have a sexual connotation. Nobody wanted to flag. Nothing. Not even a little bit. I actually want to dive into what Spencer said a little bit. Pointing out that Disney Channel people don't know basketball. Spencer, I, I just want to point out, basketball is the most played sport on Disney Channel. We have covered so many basketball movies, and I feel like I want to, I'm going to call this right now, this is the best basketball movie yes, in is. Disney Channel it's history. Okay, well, here's ones. the thing. I have a physical note saying this isn't even the best basketball decom oh. that they have. Certainly, it's it's better than Full Court Miracle, but it is not better than The Luck of the Irish. I, uh, I think the actual basketball in this is better than the basketball in Luck of the Irish. Yeah, because basketball I'm, was a very background thing in yes, Luck of the Irish. Yes, and I hate watching, I hated watching the actual basketball in Luck of the Irish. I wanted more Leprechaun. Yes. This, the basketball, is actually at least somewhat interesting. The best part of the Luck of the Irish is when they do the Leprechaun competition. Yeah, and it's not this, basketball that's related. Not basketball like, in this movie, I literally have a note later, I wanted to watch more basketball, <laughs> which I've never said in the course of this also, podcast. Also, I will say, and I'm stealing this from TikTok fully, but like, because there was a guy doing like a, a deep dive on this movie. Some of the basketball playing in this movie oh, is yeah. so bad. Like, it is absolutely atrocious. I, yeah, people have done many analyses of that. And, it, and I, I don't Like, there'll feel... be seven seconds less on the clock in 20 minutes oh, later yeah. the, well, ba- yeah. the ball goes Absolutely, in. yes. But that, that's a movie trope. But I'm not qualified to talk about that. Spencer, do you know basketball at all? I know that a basketball is involved to play basketball. Okay. <laughs> well, with that, with this panel of experts... I don't know shit either. Like, all of <laughs> like, I remember watching, I was watching this movie, and, like, she only got one free throw, and I was like, why? That seems arbitrary. What's the difference between two points and one. How do they decide? Well, with this panel of experts we assembled, <laughs> let's start talking about double team. So, I actually, I also think this is something we haven't seen in forever. This movie has a great opening of her exercising and playing music, and you get a beat on her and her sister's personalities. Well, it is an iconic opening, and it was really interesting. I totally forgot that this took place in the 80s, and the only... Yes, me too! Oh, yeah. And well, they, they don't drop that until they go to practice, but like... No, it says when they zoom out in 1985. It's almost four minutes practice, in. It's a... like three and a half minutes where the title card yeah, comes it's up Redondo Beach, like California. Or something. And, yeah. and yeah, that, I think that's something that's totally lost on you when you're a kid. But two, the no, ch- I do want to say, I do want to say, yes, it is lost on us. But also, they did not go that hard yes, in the costuming department. I, I have a note on this later, but it's like this all looks like late '80s cosplay still happening in the '90s. I mean, the sweats, like, the, the sweat suits they're wearing are very in this 80s, beginning. In this, in this beginning, in this beginning, but like slowly, it's like okay, you're just dressed like Ellie Statler from Jurassic Park. Like, yeah, this they is very not much really forgot that it was a period piece. You would never tell this is the 80s, except when they tr- really hard try to remind you that this is the 80s. They put a really aggressive side ponytail on Heidi a few times, and yes. I was like, whoa, And guys. then there's the part with all the 80s cars, and then at one point they call something bogus, and that's about it. And they say don't have a cow. Yeah, the movie opens with, which one's working out? Heather, right? Heather, Heather is of the course. psycho. Heather, yeah. Again, I lose track. Um, Heather, like, just insanely working out, and her mom being like, I just want some peace and quiet on a Saturday. Heidi's sleeping in. That mom looks familiar. I feel like yeah, I've I, seen I, her I, face oh before. Yeah, I, Mackenzie I, Phillips. She's the only one in this movie who was in previously another decom. Yeah, well, not I'm just sure decom, but she was in the the series. So weird. Oh, oh. okay. 
okay, okay, wait. Oh, I think she, she probably wasn't a decom. Some she point. was like the mom in like a lot of things. Of course I she feel was. Like, like she. Hold on. She's a great mom. I would. I'll say this right now. We're introduced to Larry and Mary, which I hope that is their parents' real names. Oh, by the way, yeah, they, well, we touched on it. This is based on two people's real life. So I hope their parents are actually named Larry and Mary Berg, because that is uh, a hilarious choice. But Mary, I think, is an incredible character. Larry is an awful man. I think she needs to leave him. I, I yes. really I really believed it for a long time. And, long like, time. I do think as we go on, we always like to say on this show that the best way to write a family conflict is to have them both be right and both be wrong. Yes. And they do that sometimes with Larry, but then he does things that are just indefensible. Mm-hmm. I, I have many other problems with this dad that we'll get into. Heather's working out like crazy. Heidi is... Sleeping. Sleeping. Okay. Because it's like 6 45 in the morning on a Saturday, and they but they have to go to volleyball practice. Heather's a real pick me from the jump. Like she's just looking for that dad's approval, and you can tell in the very opening scene. I was like, this girl is headed straight yeah, for a nervous breakdown. Yeah, that becomes a thing. Is that they're constantly like doing things to like I don't want to say to get their dad to love them, but like because their dad says so, like they want their dad's approval, but they also seem to hate their father, rightfully so, because Heather he makes has decisions. a very interesting relationship with her. Heidi seems to hate her dad for good reason. Yes, I guess. Yeah, so he gets them in the car to go to volleyball practice. There's a, a bit where they're both wearing the same outfit and one of them has to change sweatshirts. And this is where the line is hilarious, where they're like they, they say this multiple times, but they're in these eighty work these very eighties like workout onesies, and they're like, It looks better on me. And she goes, we're identical twins it looks the same and i'm like no it doesn't you guys are totally different but also their solution to that is just to find a different color sweatshirt and that they're, they're taking still off the same anyway onesie. yes they're yes, still the same onesie it's still the same workout outfit. so then when they go to the practice they're still dressing exactly the same For and sure. also they throughout this movie they still always wear the same colors like they're like two years old <laughs> I mean, I honestly kind of like that. But Spencer, did you and your twin try to match a lot? So it wasn't us on purpose, but growing up, everything was basically identical until we were a certain age. But I think the movie, Disney did this specifically to tell us these women are not twins in real life, but we need you to believe that they're twins. And that's why it was oh, like, right, okay, but, well, but, you're you're dressing the same. You're wearing the same colors. You're do- wearing the same patterns. You have- you're saying they're like coding them as twins in the way they're dressed. I, like, honestly, sense. I think it's like the writer uh, who's like... Well, I know they're not going to find two six foot one blonde <laughs> twins, so let me just write that they're wearing the same clothes in literally every single scene. Well, see, I agree with you, Spencer, that I think they're trying to do shorthand to make make them look more alike. But the problem is, like I said, is you kind of lose track of like, okay, she's wearing an orange like sweater and she's wearing an orange shirt, and so I, it's kind of confusing in a way. They also like box dyed their hair the exact same color. It's like a really blonde box dye. But so yeah, at volleyball practice, we immediately learn. Hey guys, what is this a practice for? Where are we? And why are their dads just we're, roaming onto the we're, goddamn... We're in Redondo Beach, California. <laughs> Emma, I literally have a note here. Oh my god, Emma, it's a Chiron. I <laughs> like, know, I know. I'm happy they told us where they are. I mean, it's based on a true story. I mean, they better tell us where they're from. This practice was so confusing. Is it a PE class or is it a practice? No, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. It has to be a practice. But then they literally say we don't have a volleyball team yeah, at this it, school. Yeah, truly, a lot of things about this make no sense. They but, make zero sense. But more sense. specifically... The guy who ends up talking to Larry, the dad, is the dad from Luck of the Irish, which I just needed to point out before we go. <laughs> oh, thank God. you, because I didn't pick up on that. I had no idea. But going on him, why is that man there? That, he that, goes, my daughter, his daughter graduated like 10 that, years I, ago. I, I, I genuinely think that is like a very shady man. I like, because he, he's hanging out at a 14-year-old girl's volleyball yeah, practice and, then, and his kid's not there. And then he goes up to Larry Berg and then says a Larry few things Bird. to him and then... <laughs> 
uh, Larry Berg, and then drastically changes Larry Berg's entire disposition on everything. But to your point, Emma, I think what this is, is this is like, I, I don't know where you play volleyball, but like a YMCA club team that you oh, go it's to. Oh, I guess it could be a club because team. They, because he says, oh, they can, the scouts could always come here and see them play. And Sketchy Man is like, oh, no, the scouts never come here. They only come to schools. But yeah, we're, I mean, we're saying that the volleyball and basketball stuff is truly insane. But, like, this becomes the underlying thread of the movie. And I admit, I don't know how college admissions worked in the 80s. I wasn't alive. But he's like, oh, your girls are super talented. Like, scouts are going to be all over Honestly, if, and also judging by what we just saw, Heather is an absolute monster and Heidi sucks. Yes, Heidi, Heidi didn't sucks get one at ball basketball. Over, I mean, bad, bad didn't get one ball over the net. And he's like, they got talent. They like, s- maybe one of them does. Well, I'll touch also on this. Also, this line reading where he goes, how on earth do you tell them apart? I'm like, number one, they have different faces. And then the dad's like, oh, yeah, Heidi. Like, basically, like, well, I fucking hate Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that he several times throughout the movie as well. Yes. It is very problematic. Oh, yeah, he's it's the awful. worst. He's the worst. But what I, what I was going to say is I don't know how this kind of stuff worked in the 80s where it's like, oh, well, scouts are going to scout your children as freshmen. No one's going to say anything until they're seniors. But if they don't get spotted when they're freshmen, they're, like, dead in the water is what it sounds like. Because, like, they literally act like, by the end of the movie, all the scouts are coming to, like, the last game. And I was like, guys, you have, like, three more years to impress somebody. It doesn't need to happen right now. But to your point about them kind of not coming off as all that talented, I mean, Heather does, but Heidi kind of sucks. It will be reinforced over the course of the movie that they are so successful because they are tall and that is it. That's like their main skill. They could be tripping over their own two feet and falling on their ass and they'd be like, yeah, but they're six feet at 13 I mean, years they, old. That is pretty much a big Like once up. they join the basketball team, which we'll get to, the entire strategy of this basketball team becomes hands to the tall girls. Because this is good strategy. They can well, yeah, keeps working. drop the ball in the hoop. Also, this guy, this man, random stranger, this wizened vi- village elder that <laughs> wanders onto the volleyball court. He comes out of the east. And it's like, hey, you should think about, you know, getting these girls scouted. And I'm like, not to be stupid, but like, you mean to tell me that this man has never thought about college scholarships for his giantess athlete daughters? Like, this has never crossed his mind until this moment? Because if that's what I'm saying, is it becomes all he thinks about now. After one conversation with a guy we will never see again. Yeah, it is really frustrating that the whole movie is built on this. And I do, I really wish that there was more info online to find out where Disney sort of made this their own and adapted it from not just real life, but into like whatever they world that they wanted to create. Because it really makes no sense. They also talk about how the dad turned down this really high salaried job as like a at a law firm to be around the, the girls and now all of a sudden he's like well i'm really worried about college and sending them there so we have to move to like get them to a new school and all these things i'm just like well what's going on like what's the real issue here yeah, because some things like, aren't adding up your to plan me. that yeah. was it feels like he has to do a complete I also, it's like it's like they turned 14 and they were three yesterday like he had no build yeah. up to this and also i think it's so crazy bring up that line which comes in a second is that he's just like like, listen, we both decided that we were just going to make less money. Like, that's how, like, when you sign up for a job, like, how much money do you want to make? How many hours do you want to be here? It's like, well, I would like to see my children, so I'm not going to make as much money. <laughs> like, that's not how jobs work. Also, they have a beautiful home in Redondo Beach, which also, by the way, guys, um, I live in California, so does Luke. Redondo Beach is not like a shithole. Why do they refer to it like that? Was it in the 80s? I guess I wasn't there Maybe in, in the 80s. Time. That's a good point. I mean, I just think it's like a lower income neighborhood than Palos Verdes. I mean, it is, but it's still like a lovely oh, beach. Oh, yeah. Of course, but Emma, Emma, it's a Disney Channel original movie. If you're not rich, everything you touch is trash. You have to understand that. Also, this this when this wizened village elder walks up, he goes, wasn't early for my daughter. I go, sir, if you don't have a daughter, why the fuck are you here in this gym? <laughs> If your daughter's not on the team. I don't think he has any other lines outside of this big scene, but I do. I did think that I saw him in another scene later on in the movie 
So maybe that means that he was like part of the camp or part of the whatever that they were doing. But Emma, really, Emma, just maybe, a very maybe. random man to be there. I think he was honestly a, an apparition. I know. Like. I was going to say, it's like in High School Musical. He's the personification of fate. Yeah. These girls needed to go. Um, so the practice ends. They go on a tandem bike ride that on the beach. That felt heavy-handed. That felt heavy-handed. Really heavy-handed. And that, it's just to seem to establish that Heather is so good at everything. Heidi feels a little bit inferior compared to her always. She's like always in her shadow. And then we cut back to the house and the mom and dad are talking about how the dad wants to move them to a different school so they can be on a sports team and get scouted and go to college because they'll need scholarships essentially they can't this afford was where the both. mom gave the line that was like they're barely teenagers and i was like excuse me they both have full boobs like what are we talking about <laughs> they come home from their tandem bike ride and are like what's going on they also apparently went to the beach in those onesies which oh, just yeah. sounds like a hellish nightmare it was a cool down workout mm-hmm. after their practice workout so they come back are like what's going on and they're they're talking and they're like oh they're they're having an adult conversation we're gonna go inside and the dad's like no no this involves you you should sit down and i was like oh wow how nice is dad involving the children in the conversation and immediately it's just like no you're moving schools but also i'm sorry we can't glaze over this line he's like you girls are special and then the mom and then they both go oh we already had this talk with mom and i was oh, like yeah was that, that was a, a weird sex talk joke yeah, yeah well, i, think I it was didn't understand talk. that to be honest i was like well to, obviously no, they th- had a conversation about them being tall what else could you mean no, I think it's what Emma saying. I think she had to tell them, like, listen, you guys developed really early. You have, you, like. <laughs> I thought it was just like, you girls are special flowers. You're going to be women. Like, I thought they were saying, like, oh, we had the period talk. Yeah, yeah, that probably too. But I, that's what I thought they were going for. It was like, listen, like, you guys bloomed very early. But obviously the girls freak out. Like, Heidi freaks out more than Heather. And Heather's like, it's going to be fine because I'm the tough one. But Heather is basically in tears as she says, like, oh, well, dad said it so like it's fine and the dad's just like oh great she's she's fine with it and then the mom <laughs> is like honey you don't know your children at all read the room she yeah. goes, it amazes me how little you know them and then my note was i feel like these parents are gonna get dot 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 divorced <laughs> because this man has the emotional intelligence of a piece of ham like he does not know what's going on in his own backyard clearly but it, so it happens without any further conversation they just they, this becomes an undercurrent of this film is that the father just makes proclamations they're mad about it but there's no further conversations that they go along with it this family is literally a monarchy like you know right but i'm saying all of a sudden though like his demeanor has just changed because he had conversation with the personification of fate Um, also this is an important key piece that we have to get in here so people aren't confused there is during this conversation he is like we're gonna move you to palos verdes also school's starting in like a fucking week which is insane oh yeah yeah first day of school is like monday and he's like we're gonna move you to palos verdes we don't live in that district but we have two weeks to find a new the principal said uh, he'd give us two weeks to find a place. I assume, like, it's not stated, but I, like, I don't know why the principal cut them this deal. Because like, they're 6-1 and they're going to Right, right, absolutely... but I was like, did, did, did he negotiate a volleyball thing for them? Yeah, it's I mean, like underhanded, like, giving a recruit a car to drive I was expecting that later, which we'll get into. I think this is the tricky thing for me to understand, though, because they say later on volleyball doesn't even start until the spring when they're signing up for, cl- for like, clubs okay. and stuff. Oh, yeah, am I jumping the gun a bit? No, 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 no. You're fine. What? Because I, I, you're right, but I want to talk about this. Volleyball is a fall sport, right? Isn't it generally played at the beginning of the year? Because In our like, school it was. In our school, yes. I, I, don't I don't know. know. If that's the same I feel like every time I've been, like, every time the start of school year, volleyball was always one of the first things that started. Again, I don't know how it was in the 80s in California, but... That I, was a different world. It was a different world. We're literally talking about 80s Redondo Beach like it's Mordor. We're like, we have no <laughs> idea what happened there, what the property prices were. But yeah, you know, you are right. To Emma's point, if you can get a pair, two six-foot-one, one uh 
volleyball players on your team, you take that. You also, take that like, back. I love an enterprising um, principal willing to bend the rules for athletic and, you know, supremacy in the conference. He's bad at his job. Like, he's doing a bad job at being a dirty principal because, like, you got two six one recruits. You didn't flag that to the basketball coach the second you struck this deal with the dad. The da- the basketball coach happens upon these that's giants. What, that's what I'm saying. Is I I would have liked to see the scene as all. Well. I feel like that actually happens, and like this was all an underhanded get these six one oh, girls yes. to my school, but they can't show that in a Disney Channel. I agree. Movie. That's probably true. Yes. I mean, it was also a shitty deal to begin with because who can find a house in two weeks? <laughs> no one. No one. Literally no one. I also. Don't... I mean, I don't know how it was in the 80s in California. <laughs> I mean, the the dad clearly says like, oh. They say two weeks, but no one's really going to check up on that, which becomes an issue yeah, later on. Yeah, he's prepared but... to scam the school. Yeah, he, he thinks he'll last at least six months, for sure. Yeah. Well, he should be, Emma, but he, we find out later he's not. But again, yeah, it's school starting very soon, so we cut right to them getting ready for the first day of school. Where we have to watch an emotional scene with a best friend that I've never met, nor and do I, I care and about. And I literally said, and they're like, we'll still be friends, and I literally wrote, and they never saw each other again. There's literally no point to this scene at all. It Apparently, they're staying at this house that they currently live at. Like, what is the issue? Like, you just won't it see was- each other at school. That's it. First of all, I don't know this girl. I don't know their friendship. She doesn't get a name. And we also, you're right, Spencer, we don't need it in the script because, like, we already get, like, Heidi's upset. She's going to miss her friends. She's the social one. Like, we actually don't need to see this, like, tearful Titanic goodbye on the front lawn, which also loses all of its punch because they are not moving out of their house they currently live in. And it must Um, also take place at 5 a.m. because they're driving (laughs) to another school. That's an excellent point. Like, it's, like, two hours away. Yes. Speaking of, I want to give massive credit to Disney Channel for getting some cool cars, actually. Cool cars. They got, like, a Ferrari. This was a sick high school. It reminded me of the high school in um, Bring It On. Definitely. I I got really big, like, Saved by the Bell vibes from this. Yes, yes, It's it's an 80s high school thing. This was a light 80s. She's in, like, a lightly shoulder-slung Heidi is in, like, a little off-the-shoulder sweater. I was like, oh, there's their 80s. But I'm just saying, Disney Channel has always struggled with getting cool cars. The fact they got a bunch of cool cars appropriate for the 80s is very impressive. They also had, like, a car show set up in the front yes absolutely yes that's what it is i think we're talking about the fact that 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 was them trying for the 80s but then also you could clearly tell they just shot this on a normal day of school for this thing because you could see kids in like those 90s blue button-ups and everything like just in the background they didn't have the money to run out the whole place all day. oh no no but you couldn't tell them like hey kids have an 80s day everybody show up wearing 80s clothes to this they middle school in. that they're secretly at this elementary <laughs> school to make them look older and taller <laughs> <laughs> they go in and uh, they start like a, signing up for classes. They're, they're registering. Yeah. There's a dumb joke about pizza in Italian, which I, that's yeah. a classic Disney Channel oh, joke. I love it's that like joke. not even a joke. <laughs> I How is that it. even a joke? Oh, it's not a joke, but I remembered it. And as I watched it, I recited it with them. But <laughs> I, even even before this happens, you see everyone else looking around them like, oh, my God, look at those freaks. Like literally saying that and staring at them. Oh, yeah. No, Spencer, they're not like looking at them like that. There is a girl that loudly goes, look at those freaks. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me because I'm thinking like, OK, well, I know that they're like a little taller than everyone but would this really happen in real life and then i thought back to myself as an identical twin and it is interesting i have been in public with my twin and people have called you a freak to your face well they've pointed and said oh my god look twins so i'm thinking <laughs> well if we are 14 and we're 6-1 and we're i don't know that's it. so like maybe it makes sense but this it's just like i think disney this was disney's way of trying very hard to be like oh they don't fit in but yeah fish out of water well i just think they could have done it a little bit more realistically totally. with like a staring and like a whispering yeah. like i don't think they needed a girl straight up out loud screaming look at those freaks. well, well that that's one thing is just like to get a taste of it but then like 
Spencer's saying, like, whatever, that happens. But then after they finish readings, they're walking down the halls. And like I said, they're just swarmed by eight-year-olds. And it's clear, and every, all of them are, like, looking up at them. Like, they're looking at the freaking fifth wonder of the world. And I was just like, I get that they need to do this so they can sell how tall they are. But it looks like they are at a kindergarten. And I, I legit remember being 12 years old and watching this and thinking that kid is eight years old why is he in high school so <laughs> like, to have that same thought thing. now it's just like it really stuck out that's the other thing is like this is a high school like yes i understand these girls are supposed to be 14 so that they are absurdly tall for 14 i get that but i also have to remember like there's seniors in the hallways too so there's 18 year olds also in the hallway and like there were guys in our high school who were 6'1 see by senior year like they wouldn't be towering over every single person they right. Really be as I mean, tall I mean, as, they're, like, definitely the, they're, de- they're definitely the, in the minority of yes. people, especially because it's the start of the school year. Like, people but no one looks yet. above literally twelve, like, yeah. except for Galen, who's forty-seven uh, years well, old. Oh, we'll talk about freaking that guy. <laughs> <Wrong>. <laughs> but so they're walking down the hall. They kind of split off to go do their own things. Heidi runs into a girl putting up a banner uh, for the drama club to join. Disney really is in its bag when it comes to drama club students. <laughs> they do not change the look of these people <laughs> she, ever in their She looks like, She looks like Lelaine from Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> One blue streak of hair, funky glasses, crazy hat. Beret. Beret. Yes. And they're like, we will keep this aesthetic for anyone in drama club for the next 25 years. That is how they do these movies. Yeah, she helps her hang a banner because she's so freakishly tall. This is the joke I remembered. The drama club girl's really nice and she's like... Her name is Zoe. Zoe. She's like, oh, do you want to sign up? And Heidi's like, yeah, I actually really wanted to do drama at my old school... Um, you know, I've done a little singing at the beach, which made no fucking sense. Oh my god, a throwaway line. It made no sense. I was like, are they doing pet shop boys down there? Like, what? And then later, later, hang on, fast forward. And then later, yeah, later they're busking by the beach for money and they don't sing, they dance. I have notes for that too. Yeah, we'll I get there. Like, I was like, I was singing at the. I thought she was gonna say at church, but I, they pivoted to beach, and I was like, "Whoa, that's too religious, Emma." Too religious. Shark left, and then there, I did like there was the film work, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, like Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman," and that was the one I said along with her, and I was like, "That is such a good one." Yeah, and, but then Zoe doesn't get the joke. She's like, "You were in a movie." But Zoe, in her own right, is just a mess. She can't hang up the banner by herself. She is supposedly fourteen and running this whole show on her own. There's no teacher to help. There's like, what's going on? I I feel like Zoe is a very privileged. Palace Verde's childhood who doesn't really she doesn't have a lot of organization she's being whisked off to New York for theater over Christmas I was like every Christmas every Christmas but that's what Heidi's doing Heather being her you know alpha over athletic over the top is trying to like use gym space without reserving it yeah she's just like and she just has like the biggest basket of volleyballs I don't know where she got she found 50 volleyballs in a new school on her very first day and she's just looking for a place to I'd like they're not gonna have a volleyball net perfectly set up for you I guess she's just looking to practice spiking or something and she goes to like the gym and they're playing you know guys basketball she goes into a different gym and they're playing girls basketball Spencer are you telling me that this coach is not from other decoms why do I recognize oh well I'll tell you you probably recognize him as the principal from High School Musical. Yes! go. I like this actor a lot. Love him. Mm-hmm. He's I, great. But he's great. Although it's such a weird thing because you start out like I can't tell if he's funny or not but over the course of the movie you get like what his personality is but also this his personality act- is exasperated. Right. But the, that's the thing is I this actor his acting technique for this role is like give them nothing. Like, <laughs> he, 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 he is so underplayed. He looks like he's thinking about a million other things and he's just like come on you gotta get the ball. Like, but like, but that's, that's what I think is the look behind most high school 
school coaches. Like, yeah, it works. It's He has the look of someone coaching a mediocre women's basketball team. Which is dead behind the eyes. That's fair. That's fair. I think my favorite line of his comes up very quickly after talking to to Heather about, like, Mm -hmm. when he's talking to God and saying how cool he is. He it has a bit of a Hamlet turn. Like he is yes. talking to he's having a soliloquy and is like God, dear God. <laughs> and then he sees Heather and it says, Thank you, God. <laughs> yeah, I laughed. Yeah, because Heather knocks all her volleyballs over and he comes in to help her grab and he sees that she's so amazingly tall and he's like, Oh, thank you, God, like to nobody to well, to God. And is like, Do you want to play basketball? And she's like, I'll think about it. And I play volleyball though, and he's like, Oh, how cruel you are. Um and so she says she'll think about it, and then we get a look, a very dramatic look from my her girl on the character, court. My favorite character. This bitch, like, she was the blueprint. Like, I, other- I, I, I did also, I had here, her name is Nikki. Nikki is the maybe the best bitch character we've found. Who is this actress? She has a whisper voice that is so crazy. Okay, what's up? All of her lines sound 80 yards. That's what I said. I oh, said the same thing. Oh my god. I have the same exact note. I say oh literally every line from her sounds like audio was dubbed in by someone because, doing yes, ASMR. Because it sounds like she's whispering right into the microphone. Exactly. But also her lips don't move. I, I oh, yeah, her, her mouth, mouth opens like a millimeter. Like, but also... And it all comes out like this. Ex- total, that's it's an amazing impression, Emma. Amazing impression. Dad. But also, that's the thing. Speaking of her dad, that's not actually it. I think this is a family trait because all of her dad's lines are ADR. All of her butler's all two, lines all are two ADR. Of lines, yeah. There's just something about in the genetic code of this family that... I could not get over this girl. I absolutely love her. She's oh, someone she's... who like is so perfectly kept because she looks so visibly mean. She's I Emma. My exact note. She has an amazing bitch face. Oh. Like, I think she fantastic. she was like Megan Fox, Mary Kay Nashi movies before Megan Fox did Mary Kay yes! Nashi movies, even though yes! it was after. But yeah, I think Completely. Nikki Nikki herself was such a toxic character. But I found her so attractive growing up. I just I vividly remember thinking like oh, it was like a bisexual awakening of her and then Galen <laughs> of like oh wait the two of these people they are doing something. I am attracted to Nikki, but it's like I very I was as a person like I thought she was so fabulous as a kid. I remember being like she not like attracted. But I think I wanted to like baby kiss you her. You wanted the drama of her. her. Yeah, I also wanted, wanted to be her. I love Nikki. I love her weird voice. I love her crazy eighties Coke mansion. Yeah, oh but god, we'll was... talk about that. We got to say we got to say that. But also, what I want to say about Nikki because we've we've met bitch characters before, like Tess Tyler and Camp Rock. And I and love what, a good bitch, right? But here's what I'm saying: why I think she's like maybe the best bitch character we've come across so far is that she's so good at being mean that you like her and you want to see her redeemed i didn't need the test tyler redemption in camp rock mm. she was fine the way she was i didn't care about her that much i cared about nikki in a weird way because they have the same thing where their parents are ignoring them but like something about her performance endears her to you more than well, i couldn't figure out what else she knew uh, from. she's in gilmore she was in gilmore i also i also want to say i i apologize if anyone doesn't like us throwing around the word bitch so much watch this movie and t- t- defy me defy, i defy say it like I'm, word. I'm yes. the only woman on this podcast and I'm using bitch as a term of endearment. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that happens. And then they go home uh, and are having dinner and she's talking to the dad about, I want to play basketball. And the dad's like, oh, that's a great idea. You'll stay in shape. It'll be a good warm up. He doesn't bring up my first thought. What if you get injured? She could get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> this, kid, this dad isn't even good at being an overbearing That's parent. what I'm saying. He's bad at his job. He didn't even think of the scholarship thing until they were 14. And now he's going to let them play another sport right before the season of their actual sport. This is shit helicopter parenting if I've ever seen it. Well, I think the worst part about that whole dinner conversation is that he's talking through his burps and they, actually, they like kept those takes in. <laughs> Spencer, we don't have time. Uh, we don't have his 
film the waist, okay? Oh, do you want to know how I know that's true? As, as I skipped over it, but in the basketball practice scene, there's a shot where you, like, follow basketball going through. There's visibly, like, plastic on the lens that they just kept oh, the shot in for. Guys, like, there are shots in this movie where the body doubles turn to face the camera, like, close-ups, and it's visibly not the person it's supposed to be, and they keep those shots in the goddamn movie. They're like, yep, moving on. Yeah, she, she's this talking... This dinner scene made me sad because I did love... I was like, I'm so sad they're gonna have to leave this gorgeous 80s nightmares house. I oh, know yeah, that what are. was this house it layout? It was crazy. There's, like, stairs leading to the uh, to the higher part, but then, like, the kitchen is sunken in. It's so weird. It looked weird. like Pee-wee's house. Like, there was a lot of fucking crazy shit happening there. Yeah, but Heather wants to join basketball. Heidi gets invited to a party by Zoe, and she's all excited about that because she likes having social life, unlike, unlike Heather, who was, like, freaking Ivan Drago from Rocky IV, <laughs> where her mind is only on athletics. And also, there's a whole conversation here where, like, again, the mom is being a good mom, and is like, oh, that's so exciting, Heidi, you're gonna go out for the play, and the dad's oh, yeah, like, your sister's gonna be famous, and you're gonna be fucking dead on the street. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, what a weird thing, and then the daughter, Heidi's just like, you know what, when I win an Oscar, I'm gonna thank everyone except you, and it's like, really a hurtful line, but they all laugh about it, and I'm like, yeah, they're like, yeah. <laughs> tinkling laughs, but it was like, that's a dark conversation yeah, between father and daughter. Yeah, because he wants her to do it, and she's like, no, I want to do my own thing. So then, we cut to the next day, uh, Heather goes to her first basketball practice and just gets absolutely targeted by Nikki and literally tells her like, "Hi, I'm Nikki. This is my team. You're not. You better not be planning on being a star I'm here." Kill you. <laughs> <laughs> also, they also have a line when she meets the basketball coach, which I don't remember this being part of the movie, even though I do remember like base a ton of these scenes where she's like, "I don't never really played basketball before." As like she's never really, and then she's like really good at shooting. Oh yeah. The first practice, she's like ripping three. She's incredible. Aim. And like I know she's tall, but like that still requires some skills from a three-point line even at six one yeah, I was I like she's a got excellent shooting technique for right, and I, and never I playing and i don't and i mean like a certain part of it is like i mean if you're a good enough athlete you can kind of be good at anything but i mean like i just don't know how many skills are transferable from volleyball to basketball so i definitely understand what you're saying like also volleyball is not a running sport like you no. have to run up back and forth I mean, up and, and you down still, the, you still have to be very much in shape i get that and like, and, like I either keeps herself in i know like, what the plan, plan was like at the beginning like have her be like a shack Put her at the bottom of the hoop, pass her the ball, have her talk, like, just tap it That in. is a salient basketball thank point you. from Emma. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Maybe it was. I don't know if it was right. I actually know a lot about Shaq because me and Shaq have the same birthday. Um, not year, obviously, but... <laughs> Emma, guys, you didn't know this. Emma's been Shaq's age this whole time. Um, yeah, no. So I thought that was then they were going to, like, get better. She's instantly, like, very good at basketball. Oh, right? yeah. She's, like, shooting. She, like, does that thing where she goes around, like, three-point line and puts a ball up and just, like, nothing but net every time. But, yeah, Nikki's just constantly targeting her and, like... Like, she has to guard Nikki and she just shoves her way through her. But I thought that was also good storytelling because volleyball is not that kind of contact sport where, like, you're shoving into people and stuff. That's true. Then eventually- also, dribbling is really hard. Like, if you're not, like, a really good dribble, I don't know. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Just but then, not no, that um, they really worried about dribbling. Almost every single scene in this is a travel, but... Oh, oh every I'm sure, single I'm sure. one, Spencer. I'm sure. I'm... Especially in the actual, like, when they're not... Um, you can tell they use body doubles for the zoomed out stuff, like, at the last game. And, like, that that's pretty legit, like, the dribbling there. Whenever it's the actual actresses, they are just walking down the court with the ball. Just walking. Oh, not even a question. So, the, yeah, then Nikki, like, she spends most of the time just blowing past her, but then she goes to shoot, and then Heather just freaking springs up and just that smacks that shit move. down. She spikes she the spike ball it, yeah. out of there. Yeah, it's really good. And then the whole crowd, like, the whole team breaks into applause, and I was like, okay, feels a little favoritism, but alright. So, then we cut to Heidi's party. They pull up in their, like, shitty uh, station it's wagon. It's a Woody. They're, it's yeah, a- the Woody wagon. They see the amazing house and the photo shoot going on, and then she's like, drop me around the corner. And then so she goes in and meets up with Zoe, and she's like, well, I had my driver drop me around the corner. So, because 
always like, wow, you have your own driver. That's crazy. Because, like, it's kind of assumed that if you live in Palos Verdes, you're some level of rich, I guess. But so, yeah, she's hanging with Zoe at the party and finds out, it, we, we well, she doesn't because she doesn't know who Nikki is. We find out that it's at Nikki's house and Nikki comes up to her just being like, Ugh, Heather, I hate you so much. She goes, no, I'm Heidi. I have no idea who you are. And she's like, okay, well, you're her sister, so I still hate you so much. Um, And tries to get her to, like, admit that she's not as rich as she's saying. But she's like, yeah, because we're beachfront and, you know, we've got the boathouse. Like, things are getting set up because we just moved there, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah, also in the dinner scene is where the dad dropped that they kind of don't plan on actually moving. Like, he's like, they're not going to check up on that. We'll just stay exactly where they are. Which is a dumbass move that comes back to bite them later. You know Nikki's rich also because there is uh You're gonna say exactly what I want you to say. I went when they come to the food and there's Perrier. Okay, well I did notice that, but I was gonna say the indoor pool and then they have the glass thing where the guy walks through What the- was that? What was that line work that kid was doing? Oh my god. He like checks the glass if it's real and then walks through Emma, the window. It's been window? 20 years and it, it keeps me up at night. I genuinely have thought <laughs> about this all, all the time. I'm like, how, does, how is he doing this? I want to be at that house. I want to be at that party. I also want to know if that was a direction that they gave him or if that was just an extra gone road. I, I don't know. That indoor pool is so 80s and the whole thing and there's glass bricks on the side of it. I was like, this is amazing and also the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so this whole random party, there's no special occasion. It's just like a Friday night, I guess. There are, what, 200 kids from the school there. Uh, Heidi is there assuming that it's chaperoned. And then Nikki tells her like, oh, well, my uncle's here. Never see like, him. Okay, well, your shit uncle lets you have a party with for 200 people that's catered at your house that probably kids are smoking and drinking at. Also, like, my uncle is here. And then she makes this face. Like, she, like, looks down and is like, my uncle's here. Like, frowning. I, like, I what's got, wrong with your yeah, uncle? Yeah, I got, I got immediately concerned that there was some inappropriate yeah, things Yeah, I was like, what's on? your uncle doing why do you hate him so much? The uncle isn't the butler, right? That's a separate character. No, that's, that's a separate character who shouldn't have even been in the movie. Well, no, every that would every, be so fucked every up. Sa- if that was no. his brother. I know it would be, but that's what I'm saying. They should. She should have said like, "My butler's here." Yes, or, like, that's what Gary is here. Whatever the butler. They doesn't get a name. But like, he should have been like, "My butler's here." Chives. Like, then like, and then the face would be like, "I'm sad because my butler is fulfilling the role of my dad in my life." The uncle thing then with that face just made it like really fucking weird, and I was like, "There's some trauma happening." I don't trust this uncle as far as I can throw him. Yeah, that, that's pretty much all we see at the party is her meeting Nikki and lying to and, her. And they li- she specifically lies about her address, which is right. important. Because then says, we do a really jarring cut to her uh, to Heather yelling at Heidi in their room about lying to Nikki. And she's like, sorry, it just kind of all happened, but like, who cares? I wanted to fit in. And Heather's just like, God, you suck. Why are you not thinking about athletics all the time? <laughs> So then we cut go to another basketball practice, and this is as, as they're practicing. I Who re- named this character? I, I remembered the hot guy, and then like he's giving an interview, being like, "It's true, you've committed to this college." And he goes, "No, I'm not making any decisions till after the season." And then I think uh, Madison comes over, who's like the nice girl. I on the also want to just be clear that this high school senior, mm-hmm. Gay, whose name is Galen Gail- Alderman, Galder. which is. The craziest thing I've ever heard is holding a full-on press conference. Yes, courtside. <laughs> courtside in the back of an ongoing. I think, he, I, think he, I think ESPN is there. There's multiple cameras, not just one reporter. Also, he's secretly 28, and also oh, the yeah. star of, of all of our sexual fantasies. Yeah. That man has a driver's license. He has a master's degree. He is so well, not, well, not only that, he is like, if he's not 18 already, he's about to be 18. And he is ostensibly the romantic interest for these 13, 14-year-old 14 year old girls. I know that that happened back in the day. Like, I even when I was in school. Like, Who can say what it was like in the 80s I, in California? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just can't help but view it through a 2021 lens. And I don't love it. No, it's it. not good. It's not good. 
Yeah, um, I mean, I, I do like that they really kept it to, like, the girls having a crush on him and him never really acting on it. He was, if anything, another father figure. Probably a better father <laughs> figure. He was a better father I mean, ultimately, he becomes a better coach than, I mean, than the other they, guy, but we'll talk about oh, that Oh, he's a later. much better coach. <laughs> oh, for sure. But also, I think he, I'm uh, to your point, I think he realized these girls have daddy issues, and he was trying to play into that. Oh, um, he's but just cruising sandy the, sores looking <laughs> for girls with daddy issues. Uh, the thing I will say about him... Um, is that his name is Galen, and I can never forget that for the rest of my life. Like, who, who thinks, okay, we got this hot 80s guy. What name should we go with? Oh, yeah, that weird dude who wrote about medicine in, like, 200 I also AD. get it wrong, like, every time in my notes I write a different thing. I write a different thing. I thought bro Jalen once. Like, That's I- better. That's better than Galen. But so after the practice, Heidi and Heather meet up outside of school, and Heather's kind of, like, wants her to go practice with her a little bit, because she's like, I kind of miss hanging out, like, you know... You're, you're my best friend. Like, I miss seeing you all the time. But Heidi's like, no, I think it's kind of cool that we're each doing our own things. Like, you got basketball, I got drama, and I'm making friends through drama. I think all, I mean, Heather's feeling bad because she hasn't really made any friends on the basketball team. Because yeah, she's they, an absolute aggro monster. She needs to relax. <laughs> but then uh, Heidi says that to her, and she's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We are doing this a, a cool way. I'm down for it. She's like, okay, great. She goes off with her drama friends to practice lines on a boat or something also, like you do. I, I was in the drama club in high school. What I don't fucking, know what it was like in the what, 80s in California. Okay, but what <laughs> fucking high school had like hot guys in drama who had boats? Because it wasn't my high school. I'm going to tell you. I was the president of the drama club. Emma, I don't know what it was like in the 80s in California. Right. <laughs> also, I did I didn't watch this movie because I do know what happens. Like, I, I know the end of this movie. I know where we're going. And I did watch this movie in the way that you kind of watch like old Yeller, hoping that things are going to change and the dog is going to live. I was kind of like, oh, I just want Heidi to go live her life on this boat and never come never come back and never have to change herself for this me- terrible dad. Well, I do want to say, uh, when we started this movie, I forgot there was a volleyball thing at all. I was like, why are we starting with volleyball? Do they not already play basketball? I, but So for me, I was just waiting for that to happen. Because she comes home after her boat excursion and the dad's playing with the basketball hoop and then they just start playing basketball and they don't, I don't know if he immediately says, how was your boat trip or whatever or if he says it at, at, like a little bit after but I was so confused because they start playing basketball and I was like, she doesn't play basketball. How does she like, because she's like running a clinic on him. She's really good. She's really good. And they're just having a fun time, father and daughter. And I'm like, okay, this dad isn't that bad yet. Then she goes, oh yeah, the boat trip went really well. I had a great time in the drama club. And the father just goes, yes, well, things have changed. <laughs> and she's like, what? And she's like, I spoke to the basketball coach. I told him you'd both be playing basketball. He says that like it just happened. Like he just ran into him and I was like, oh yeah, uh, I just happened to mention that you're going to both be playing basketball. It's no big deal. <laughs> but like, no, this is like we said, like an edict from on high. You will quit the play and you must play basketball. Also, like it was really devastating because like they had this really cute father-daughter moment that he immediately just steps on. Spikes into the ground. Yeah, that was something that really stuck out to me. This was really the only time in the movie that we saw the two of them not just getting along, but like having that relationship despite obviously the actors missing every single shot and then the, the then them editing it out and cutting to it just a basketball going in the hoop literally just cutting the frame so you can't see where the basketball goes so she really runs into the house crying that she has to play basketball now apparently what i thought was gonna happen because again i didn't remember this movie perfectly is that they were gonna get found out and the way they were gonna negotiate a truce 
uh, about their situation was the dad was going to be like, what if I had my other daughter what play basketball? What if I sweeten the deal and <laughs> sell you my second daughter? Which, which is what I'm saying is like, I think that's something that would make sense in a narrative, but they couldn't do that. Like, and also what I'm saying, they obviously couldn't do that in this general movie, show the back room. Although I say that in Go Figure, there was a sex deal. Yeah, there was, there was, a, was sex a sex deal. deal. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that this was like, must have been held closer to how it actually happened so they couldn't make it a better story. Yeah. I also feel like the Nikki character is completely invented and the, the whole like... Probably. Probably. I, I think the, the whole thing with like the them moving is probably... I, I want to know what the real story is, but I'm not going to do enough digging to figure it out. Well, we're also but, missing... They have an older brother, and they may have a younger brother. I was doing some research. I couldn't find well, in everything. in real life, you mean. But I know in, yeah, in real life, they have a totally... A, another sibling that is completely lost from this whole narrative. So, uh, yeah, I think Nikki is made up, and, and the fact that everything else is basically a lie as well is just very well, apparent. Well, that really sucks. Yeah, can you imagine like, being that? <laughs> being, like, having an iconic decom made about your family and and you get cut in ed- in edit in the edits. But she runs in the house and is immediately pissed off at Heather because she's like, "You knew about this. This is all your fault. You put him up to this." But and like Heather very clearly has no idea what's going on, <laughs> and she will continue to be mad at Heather for the next like twenty minutes of moving. Yep, yep. Yeah, so he makes Heidi join the team, and then they have practice, and Heather and Heidi beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. They just Which start- was honestly great. Yeah, to but watch. at a certain this is what I'm saying is at a certain point she literally says, "I don't have a choice," and I'm like, "Absolutely." What 100% have a choice. Like, oh, no, no, go away. Because she tells Zoe she's quitting. And she's like, I don't have a choice. I have to play basketball. So you 100%. Because, like, if she just went on the court and then told the coach, I don't want to do this, could he make her play? No. Like, what, like, what are you talking about? But I think they have, she needs to live in her parents' home. So she's doing it. But they are a- aggressively fighting because she thinks that Heather sold her out to the dad and is the reason why she's being forced to play basketball. And they are just, like, ripping at each other, grabbing each other's shirts, like, Elbowing each other. other. And that's, this is where you really get great dead behind the eyes acting from that coach where he's like, girls, girls, stop. Please stop. Stop fighting. Then he's just like not doing anything to break it up, but they just keep, he just looks more and more devastated with his own life. I I got this more once the games start, but I literally wrote, how much B roll did they shoot of this coach just walking back and forth, shouting either names or just vague statements like, keep it on the inside. Nikki, Madison. You gotta pass, girls. You gotta pass. <laughs> like, there's so much of that inserted. And, and so it's also in this scene, Nikki now is contending with two of these giantess queens um, invading her space on the court. I literally wrote, there's a shot literally of Nikki, like, staring both of them down. And I was like, you know, I gotta give it to Nikki. The bravery for crossing them. Because she, she looks like the, like the five, two. 5'4". 5'4". Like, <laughs> these two women could break her spine over the back of their knee. Not even. Like, I, the 5'4", I was being generous. I honestly, like, love her tenacity and, like, de- dedication to being a bitch. Because, like, had this been me, I think I would have just given up and been like, this isn't my team anymore. Like, yeah, like, I, I, you, I, can't, <laughs> like you can't, let's say you can't fight the city hall. You can't fight the tall girl. Yeah, I think that Nikki is the, the girl in school who wore those Cookie Monster pajama pants. And she would get in a fight <laughs> with anyone. Those girls, you needed to steer clear. The ones that walked the mile and wore cookie mustard too. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she truly doesn't give a rip. The only thing that's notable about this practice, besides the fact that Heather and Heidi are fighting each other the whole time, is that this is where you see the play from the end for the first time, except it doesn't work. Heidi's on, like, someone's covering Heidi, and she does this little foot shuffle thing, which is just such a waste of time in basketball. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. Do- no. It makes no sense. And it's a little foot shuffle thing, and then she passes is a wild pass to the outside corner thinking that Heather is gonna jump in and grab it because they have a twin connection
section. And she should have, because she was only one step away out of frame. Spencer, I do want to ask you, I know we joked about it already, and I'm sure you get this question a lot, being an identical twin, but is there some truth to the twin telepathy thing? Such a deep question. I I think so, at least least in our case. We can very clearly finish each other's sentences, and we know what the other person is thinking. Definitely not all the time, but it happens way more frequently than you would think. I I, I just didn't know if that was what I was saying. That's why Spencer said she could have gotten that pass. (laughs) He's like, if I would have been there in a second. I would have been there in a second. Yeah, she's like thinking Heather will get it and Heather like misses it. I think on, we're supposed to think on purpose because like she could have gotten there and she's like, I don't always know what you're thinking. Okay. Well, yeah, they're mad at each other. That practice happens. Then we, okay, <laughs> this is the weirdest concept. Well, first we go to Nikki's house and we see her from the top of parapet yelling down at her father about to get into his limousine and uh, like, dad, I have a game today. Are you going to come? And he's like horribly ADR'd <laughs> in. Um, I'll do my best to be there. Did and Nikki then, kill, did Nikki's dad kill her mom? May, no, maybe the uncle killed the mom and the dad's like a high powered lawyer and got his brother okay, off. The dad just feels really American psycho to me. I don't know if it's the hair slick back or what it is or it's the house, but like it all feels like he might have killed the mom. I know. I, I put that on the uncle's feet. Like now the, the uncle is like in debt to the brother forever. But also I don't even even care like the dad's pretty hot i would gladly be his sugar baby oh yeah he was pretty hot i mean it he is a mobster. i'm sure it's like drug deals and he's mob affiliated like, that, yeah, that's, the money that's is saying, not I think from being a lawyer let's just he's a that. he's a mob lawyer he's a mob lawyer he's supposed sure. to be a lawyer oh, no i'm just oh, I, I made don't know what the he does i was like what the fuck but i'm saying he's got to he's got to fly to constantly defend Listen, these guys you don't have an indoor pool like that with a glass wall unless you're you are moving cocaine across this country in large quantities like that is just a fact of life like he is a he is at least mob affiliated at the very least so he gets the limo and then the butler he's like he waves the butler waves yeah but he's no he says he says in a very quiet and almost a comprehensive voice he goes like score 50 and i was like that's a really specific and unrealistic request that man felt half dead (laughs) oh he was but he he had never seen a basketball game in his life he doesn't know what it is but he's he's also never left he he only knows the limo and that's it that's why so when he does he get the chance to there. speak to Nikki, it's like, oh, I get my, I get to say something to the daughter I wish I had who absolutely hates me because I am the help. I also got the feeling, Spencer, that it was like, like you're saying that he hasn't left the house since like the 1820s, so he doesn't really know the rules of basketball. He's like, skull 50 and like buy a- Get a buy, field goal. Yeah, get a root beer float on your way home. Like, I don't think he's been out the in sock the world socializing. Yeah. He, yeah. he has been I, dead. He is the ghost. He is the Victorian child. He, his spirit can only survive- when he is at help to to the family. Yes. I also, hey God, I got to get really close to the microphone. So I apologize to Spencer, but this is for your benefit audience. This is my exact note. It's almost like all her money can't buy her father's love. <gasps> na, 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 oh na, na, na. And then she's like, I have a game and I want to be very clear about this. She this does not. A fucking scrimmage. This is the stupidest. <laughs> this, this pissed me off. So she's like, I got a game. And I was like, all right, first game of the season. Let's go. And we, it's the, a scrimmage. the freaking stadium is the, the attendance the, the, the for gym. women's basketball oh, scrimmage. Trust <laughs> me. I have notes as well. It makes no <laughs> sense. It's packed. The full band is there. Galen is there in the most 80s popped collar I've ever seen. Cheerleaders. Okay, guys, I do want to say I was a college cheerleader and high school cheerleader. Oh, God, here we go. I cheered a lot of women's basketball. We did not have attendance like this. If we were in the 
playoffs and this is a scrimmage this is this is what this is is it's just to finalize who's on the team like they it's a, they call it the red and black game because they're colored red and black and one team is red one team is black and they play each other and this is again thing i'm like heidi if you don't want to play basketball just tank Choke. to just tank all of these tryout stuff from the state of things when heather walked in i assume this team took all comers like and obviously they split heather and heidi up because mm-hmm. that would be a literal massacre i guess so they put them both on this like the red team or the black team but this becomes basically a home run derby they're just going back and forth scoring they are the only people on the team there's no one else i I said the same thing like i get this is supposed to be just snippets of the game at large but it does really come off like their only strategy of both sides is to just pass it to them you know what like great that this could happen but like looking at this you guys have a massive defense problem these girls are like absolutely it's there's no one even touching them no they're like it's a a well because they're so much higher (laughs) but it's like a sieve on both sides i'm like no one's like like nikki eventually starts trying to score that's what i was gonna say no one's even trying to stop the ball from being shot like because even the coach who's coaching both sides of this team somehow is like nikki pass it to the the tall girl that's our entire strategy and she just takes wild shots and like he takes her out of the game because she took the shot for herself and she's like i'm a shooter well before she was she was passing to heather and then she was going up to the announcer mid-game and going she's not doing it herself that was a great scene great scene but she did that in practice too and he yelled at her and so he takes her out of the game for it again but my point is uh she makes all of these wild shots like she's yeah they keep (laughs) reprimanding nikki throughout this movie for making wild shots and they're like yo these wild crazy shots take him like she's made every single she's one made, of them. clearly she's better than heidi at this point but there is oh yes. there is something in the, so nikki has the ball at one point and she as she has the ball before she shoots she's looking for her father in the stand there is at least 15 seconds where she's just holding the ball and no one tries oh. to steal it from her no one's guarding her no. she's just has the ball right like by the three-pointer line and it's just like looking counting every single face in the stand to make sure that her father is there who obviously is not and then she shoots yeah, so. it and that's it but so the game goes on like that and then you know it comes down where it's like 48 49 very close and heidi goes up for like a shot and heather spikes it it down just like she did to nikki and wins the whole game for the red team or whatever team she's on um the crowd goes wild crowd goes wild of course they do this is where you know it's inspired by a true story and not totally accurate because (laughs) the stands are full everyone is possibly rushing the field like no the the stands empty spencer onto the court for a scrimmage that is basically a tryout (laughs) well as was foreshadowed with the shady volleyball guy there in this world there are no boundaries between court and stands people just wander wherever they want But yeah, the parents come down and like the dad immediately runs to his favorite, Heather, and is like, you did incredible. You're the best. There was a good line here, I think, before they run down where he's like, that's my girl. And then she's like, so is the other one, dumbass. Like, she doesn't say dumbass, but the line is basically like, Mary again, which I do think is a good dichotomy, like where it's like, yeah, like that sucks when they play against each other because like, yeah, someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. Like, right. And so like Larry's like hyping up Heather and Mary has to go talk to Heidi and be like, played a great game. Like, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed about. And she did play a great game. She was oh, clearly absolutely. one of the best people there. And one of the best. There was two well, best yeah, people there. Two, two real players there. Well, Nikki's obviously upset because she got taken out of the field. Uh, taken out of the game. Taken and off the field. Taken, like, like, taken off the court. Taken out of the game. Uh, she also confronted Heather about the sister lying about her address at previous practice. And so we see her walking down a hall. Dressed, dressed to the nines. Dressed to the nines. 
and she leaves a note on the principal's desk. It, it like, glitter glue. Yeah, it looks like it's written for, like, a diary. Like, yeah. it's, like, the cutest, like, 12-year-old girl handwriting. And she leaves it on the, the principal's desk, and obviously we know what's in there. How does Nikki know? Like, this was a big question for me. Like, how does she know that they had this deal, that they had to find a place to stay? That, like, okay, you got the wrong address, but th- you're actually living at this place, you're out of district, now I can find this information. And what kind of Nancy Drew detective shit did she do to solve this crime? Okay, that's why we're going to circle back to her dad being mob affiliated. Because <laughs> I think she she is suspicious of them when she realizes their fake address doesn't exist. Your dad knows a guy who then is able to track them down in, in, in 80s Redondo. Yeah, I feel like maybe the scene got cut. Um, of her finding because out her, exactly. Spencer's right. We, how would she figure out where they were living? I mean, but to and the, that to, it was out of district. To, yeah, but to their credit, they might have just said like you need to look into where they're actually living because like their the dress they gave doesn't make sense. So they so it might have just been a tip off. As what opposed principal to, would take that seriously? Of like, oh, I have a a note on my desk that says confidential listen. in glitter glue, and <laughs> it's all the, there's only one sentence, and it says like check out where Heather and Heidi are living. Also, listen, like, listen, wait, also, wait, wait, no, like, no, no. Principal's like, oh yes, the two girls that are about to give me world domination in sports. Let me come down on them. Listen, when the bo- when the daughter of a mob boss <laughs> drops a note on your table, you freaking listen, baby. So that happens, and I was like, okay, dramatic turn. But no, the, by the way, the reason she's dressed to the nines is that the way they announce this basketball the team. The roster is, of the basketball team has a pep rally. It has a whole pep rally, and they are supposed to show up like in full formal wear. And it's like, like I know we joked about how many people show up, and but they never say this. Like women's basketball must be the best most exciting sport but it doesn't seem like because like we said it seems like a kind of mediocre mediocre program i mean this was nicer than my high school graduation and they're they're dressed as if they're going to a gala i mean i don't know what it was like in the 80s in california once again once again heather is dressed like ellie statler from jurassic park they're also chanting heather's name the entire gym i want to stress and i cannot stress this enough folks she has not played in a game yet. This was a, she had one scrimmage under her belt and the whole school is chanting her name at a pep assembly to announce the roster. That she's actually on the team. But yeah, that's what happens. And like Madison looks to Nick and is like, where were you? And she goes, I had to take care of a paperwork issue or fi- filing issue, whatever, <laughs> records issue. Records issue. Um, And I think we're at about halftime, guys. So we need to take a quick break before we deal with the fallout of that. So, Yikes. or wait, is there ha- is there halftime in basketball? Yes. Because there's, there's, it's qu- four quarters. Four quarters, but there's a halftime. We're going to take a timeout. I'm not confident. Oh, God. <laughs> we're going to take a timeout and be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to game time, everybody. Don't sing that because they weren't legally allowed to use that song. They use a fucked version. They weren't allowed to use Jock Jams? No. We're going to get sued by Jock Jams because I think they were trying to avoid a legal suit in this movie. So what you you would say is they were not ready for this. No. Welcome back to the queue up for my favorite joke in this whole movie. The dad is now facing off with the principal. You know, at a very dark office. Very dark. You know, everyone's favorite child movie topic, uh, school district Basically, the principal's like, we struck a deal, man. Like, I told you two weeks. You took advantage of my good humor. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. I'm going to kick you guys, your daughters out of school, even though they are literally cash cows for us. And the dad's like, I screwed up. 
I'm a sack of shit. Um, but just don't punish the girls. They like it here. They're thriving. They are going to lift your athletics to a new level of prominence. Please. And then he's like, all right, fine. What does he give them? Like the Christmas holiday? He gives them, yeah, he gives them so much time, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing that was very confusing to me because the principal goes, I won't give you one more week. And then the dad says his thing. He's like, oh, actually, you have until after Christmas break. Yeah, he wins him over Yeah, instantly. we don't know how much time. That could be weeks or months. We have no idea. It also feels like based on like, I know we're in California, but like no one's talking about about Christmas or the holidays, so I was like, this almost feels longer than the original two weeks he gave. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, at least two months away. Like, he, like if he had been like, you have one week, or like, you have like five days even, like, I would understand. But he's like, you know what, take another three months. So Why like, not? where you got the Christmas break? Although apparently not very long at all, because the next scene is them driving to the Sandy Soar. This yeah. is my favorite joke in the whole thing. It's and the very one that good. I remember. It is very good. <laughs> They're driving to like, I guess, would you call it an apartment? I think it's like a condo thing. It's a condo situation. They are because they can't afford a house in Palos Verdes. Yes, so they have to move into like a condo area thing. And the sign as you're they're driving up, it's the H is missing, and so it's they read it out loud and they go Sandy's sore, and Heidi goes, "We're moving into an infected wound." <laughs> always made me laugh as a kid and still makes me laugh. It's very good. Although and also, then the dad's trying to, like, be chipper. That's fine, guys. Like, the H is missing. Like, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, even though this place is visibly, like, where dreams go to die. It's, like, next to a die. bowling alley. Oh, yeah. It's, like, behind a bowling alley. It was very sad. They do, like, this dramatic, you know, this is, the like, the dramatic scene they needed of them leaving their house, not the one of saying goodbye to her friend. The, 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 the thing that made me laugh was, as they're pulling away, the dad just goes, well, that's it. He doesn't say... <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he, just, he just goes, well, and then moves on like with his life. Yeah, he's always doing the bare minimum, okay? It yeah, it's very matter. true. And for some reason, he's in charge of all of this. I don't know why yes. he's... Really, Mary should be like, okay, well, we only have this much time. I'm going to find the house, and that's the one that you're going to pay for, or whatever. Like, yeah, why, why is he in is charge of all me... these big decisions? Exactly, and why is it like a surprise to everyone when they drive up? Like, let's get Mary in the driver's seat on some of this, like, marriage. This man is an absolute... Yeah, what is he, that's an exploit. What is she doing? Like, I know I was she, she being a mother is a full time job, but you, she's thinking she, about swimming. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. And we only get two lines of that in the whole movie, and that's her only character development, or not even development. I literally also said when when that bomb drops, I was like, I want to watch a whole movie about this woman oh, in her yeah. swimming career. Well, and so the next scene is them sort of unpacking into in the new place, and this is really infamous because this is when Mary utters the line, the mom utters the line to the father, mm-hmm. saying, "It's not their dream, maybe it's." Yes. 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 And this yes. is the moment. It's the high school musical moment. It's every single movie ever about sports. Th- this is the standard decom. So it's meme. Cinderella story with Chad Michael Murray and the dad. Like maybe it's not. It's not my dream, Dad. It's your dream. I want to go to Princeton or whatever their stupid dream is. And then he he hears that and think that has kind of some kind of effect on him. No, he continues to be a monster for the mo- pretty much the rest of it. I love when he is like looking at the wife and is like, I could use some support here. And I was like, you're you should be lucky he hasn't left you. Yeah, it was your dumb. It was your dumbass plan that got us into this support what if anything these people are being very supportive of your dumbass schemes the fact that this woman is still here that is what it is it's a scheme that's exactly the right term yeah she has uprooted her whole life we don't know like maybe being a mother is her full-time job which obviously 100% totally is but like we don't know what she does in her like does she have a a second job does she do anything outside of that she's moving away from her friends she's moving away from maybe she does a yoga class maybe she does pilates maybe she like she now has Maybe she has a book club. Maybe she has a book club. She contains multitudes. 
She swims at the up- local Y. She has to find a new Y now. Exactly. And she's uprooting her life for a stupid game she doesn't even really give a rip about. And then he has the audacity to look at this woman and be like, I could use some support. It's like, sir, all you're getting is support. Yeah, to, yeah, to be fair, she does kind of take him down a peg where she's just like, you're like an amazing coach and cheerleader and all that stuff, but you're a dog shit father. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> like, and like, you're just, you need to be more of their father and understand what they want and need in this life. So I really appreciated her just like coming at him like that, except for the fact that it, there's, it has no effect for like a while. And, and so this is where I had the note too, that like, even though Larry still hasn't gone, I think to his worst yet, as clunky as this is with how overtly an idiot he's been about this plan, they are both right and they're both wrong. He is doing this because he thinks it is like the only way they're going to be able to afford the education they deserve um, mm-hmm. by committing to the athletics. So like his love is like his, you know, intensity and going all in with this is But founded. you know what? Fuck that. As a, <laughs> as a woman, I am just, I get it, but like have a better plan. Yes. Have a 10 year plan, sir. Don't uproot my life in the in two months before Christmas holiday to move me into the Sandy sore. You should have been saving money for us to move to Palos Verdes when they were 10. That's why I'm saying it's clunky. Yeah. And also they are only 14. They have another four years of high school to, yes, to go of through. Course. So it's of not like this transition do. needed to happen at this exact moment. They could exactly. have planned for this. Yeah. Also, guys, they're six one. You could have them start playing basketball at seventeen, and they're still going to get recruited. Well, well also, excellent point. Two, two excellent points. First of all, Spencer, I don't know what it was like in California in the eighties. Yeah. But like I said, I don't think you only have one shot of getting scouted, and it's your freshman year. You're more likely to get scouted as you get older. Right. Um, to Emma's point, not only is the the basketball, like their basketball chance is extremely good. They're also incredible volleyball players. Yep. They have a double chance to get recruited for, for, for these sports. Yeah, so they have that moment of Mary just ripping into Larry and then we go into the side sappy moment of the twins outside. They, there's magically a basketball court at the Sandy Soar and they have that whole like forgiving, apologizing thing to each other and they're suddenly best friends again, which is great. Yep. It happens in every single decom. They're not friends and then they become friends again and then they just start playing basketball outside at the Sandy Soar at 3 a.m. If I lived at the Sandy Soar and I saw these two 14-year-old girls playing basketball, I would yell at them. I would get out. I- I, I would say, I literally me, wrote, what's going on? I literally wrote, it must be hell to live go here. Go to sleep. <laughs> like, I mean, go to sleep. Especially because the basketball hoop is all bent. do this again later, bent. too, at like one in the morning. Like, right. these neighbors must be absolutely ready on to... On Christmas. It is Christmas oh, Day yeah. at one in the morning, but we'll talk about that later. But, but uh, also, that's, that's what I say. The basketball hoop is all bent, so it's like constantly jangling against I the I love Disney Channel and kid movie shorthand. How to know that the basketball hoop is in... It's not like shorthand. I'm sure this really... And I know it is a thing, but like, they always do this in movies to show that the basketball court is on the quote-unquote wrong side of the tracks they make sure that the netting is made out of links and not yeah, actual chain. rope because people will cut the rope otherwise um and so it's made of chains so the sandy shores hoop is chains mm-hmm. and it's also all bent and crappy. this is also where they do the thing they play one-on-one and they do the little foot thing and they she asks yes. heidi like what is with that foot thing she's like it's my version of the ollie shuffle they're like now you see me now you don't so yeah something like that. you see it now you don't see me it was a clunky clunky ollie reference it's like it's like you're, you're distracting them like because they think you're only in one way lane the other Nothing. i guess it was something i didn't understand when i was 12 let's just put it that way <laughs> I didn't fully understand it now. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of vintage basketball player references in yeah, this that I did not Magic get when I was 12. Yes. Yes. We'll get there soon. But so then we go to an actual basketball practice and the entire team. Where Nikki calls them Redondo Hillbillies. <laughs> she looks at them as they enter and goes, oh, look, 
It's the Redondo Hillbillies. <laughs> Emma, you would do a great impression of this character. I love her. But yeah, the entire team's mad at them because like at first, and, and I will say, I think it's Heidi fully gives up the goat of just being like, you guys can't hate us because we're poor. They're like, no, it's because you lied yes, to us. Yes, we can. And well, yes, we can. But also, no, it's because we lie, you lied to us. You lied to the whole team. And so they go through the whole practice. And Heidi's also like, goes down there being like, hey, by the way, I'm sorry about the whole lying about our address thing. And she's like, don't be sorry. And I'm like, ah, I feel like she's being a little bit sorry. It's pretty much entirely her fault. Then we have another practice that is just the, this poor coach going back hoarse, and forth, <laughs> screaming at these girls. He does not get paid enough. No, not at all. And like, I think he's got a backstory that we haven't even scratched the surface of. Like, this man is struggling to make ends meet. And he has to come to practice and watch these girls not be able to pass the damn ball to each other. He's just walking back and forth screaming, pass the ball. You guys got to pass. Be a team. Because basically this practice is just Heather and Heidi versus the rest of the team. And they do a good job. They hold them off. (laughs) This becomes a thing for like way longer in the movie than I thought it would be that the team can't play like a team, which is confusing when the team is ostensibly three people. Four, I guess Madison is kind of a person. She's the only other named player. Now there's one other one. Let's just be clear. The coach hates Madison. Oh, Oh, hates her. (laughs) But honestly, I like Madison. I think she's funny. Oh, I do too. I wish wish we had more of her. I love that she was wearing pigtails during one of the games. I was like, that's a fucking crazy choice. She has so much hair. Uh, But yeah, so I think think the next point of this scene is basically the coach is saying like this is ridiculous you guys are a team and you're not acting like a team you know what i'm just going to tell them no and everyone's like tell who no like what are you talking about and the coach reveals like somehow you've only played one game but you were invited to the tournament <laughs> no, in new york not even a real game again just a scrimmage they have not had their you first game a scrimmage, yet and because of that <laughs> scrimmage of literally me deciding who to cut on the team they decided oh this, these b-ball players are just like so bad let's invite them to a tournament on the other side of the country on the other side of the country with all the best teams in the country the i guess the country. Or and suddenly everyone's like oh wait new york oh we can act like a team now we can be friends yeah they're just enticed by the idea of going to new york at christmas which it is beautiful at christmas but they're oh, like God. oh it's like totally it's like but they're like oh new york at christmas like we'll do it and honestly like respect to this man learn what motivates your team if your team is full of rich bitches <laughs> and they want to go to new york at christmas motivate them with a trip to new yeah, york he at did christmas it really this well. man it was smart this man is smarter than he looks and then the the point comes up in this scene which is that buckle your seatbelt <laughs> the cost is that what you're yeah so he says i yeah we're going to uh new york but you, you, have well, you to gotta pay, pay some of your own money some of you have to pay a little bit which to and be honest quit. i think makes sense like yeah of course yeah. oh yeah and so nikki is like oh sounds good for me and she goes to the twins she's like is it good for you and the twins do like do their twin telepathy like and they're like okay yeah, they don't in. they don't share a word they don't share a word between them and then the next scene it, it inspired the whole below deck franchise on broadway <laughs> The next scene is You're right. They are, they are, they are deckhands. Yeah. And the oh, I, I hate that I know that. They are cleaning a, a whole yacht at the, the, wherever it is. The marina. And at the yeah. marina. At the end, Heidi asks Heather or whoever, she's like, okay, well, do you know how much we made? She's like, oh, we got $50. And I'm like, you got $50 to clean a whole yacht? Whole yacht? No, no, multiple yachts. We they only them, got 50 bucks. We see them clean multiple boats. And I, I had to ask myself, how did they shoot this? That the marina, they were like, hey guys, do you want a clean boat? These two girls will clean it. And by two girls, I mean like, they'll get a couple shots of that them cleaning it. That had to be like a producer's boat. Like, no, 
but I mean, there's multiple boats is what I'm saying. We see multiple named boats. But basically, they realize they're still 20 bucks short. And they're like, this Dad. is the... <laughs> and they're like, Dad's not going to spot us anymore. I'm like, Dad's spotting you anything at all? You guys are living in the sandy sore. Like, I'm like, Dad, well, how much is Dad capable of spotting to begin with? <gasps> I just made an amazing connection. So, spoiler <laughs> alert. At the end of this movie, the dad shows up with Nikki's dad out of nowhere. And I was like, how did you know who that was? What is the connection there? He's in debt to the mob. Oh, <laughs> He's in debt to the go. mob now. That That's the only sense. way he could afford to move them to the Sandy Sore. But they're $20 short. And I was like, okay, well, like, maybe pick up a night of babysitting. Or just ask like, Madison or any of the other teammates. Like, they're all a millionaire. Nah, I still don't like them. They're all literally flushed with cash. But they like, don't like them. Or they could have literally done like one night of babysitting and earned Or found $20 on the street. <laughs> Although then again, I don't know what it was like in the 80s in California. I don't know how much, how what was pocket change back then. But also, so, like, so their solution to get this $20 is, oh, you know what? <laughs> Let's go out at around nine at night. And we'll, we're two 14 year old girls. Let's just start fake tap dancing on the street. Where is this? Where is what this is this adventure? strange it realm? Was like a festival for freaks. It makes and no I, like, sense. Like, this is a carnival, like, run by three little people. It looks people like it's like on the, the Las Vegas lady. Strip. Yes, like, it wasn't even like a carnival, like, cotton candy Ferris wheel. Like, it was people in, like, grotesque face paint on stilts, like, leaning into the camera. Like, it was. It felt like a fever dream. And, yes, and I was like, oh, God, where did they go? And then we cut to them tap dancing in hats. They're busking for money at this crazy carnival. I'm like, this is a literal how girls end up dead story. Like, this was so dangerous. For $20, that's what they did. For $20. And they have, like, not real cotton. They have, like, a hat each and are just still wearing the clothes they were wearing to clean boats. And they make the The money. The only reason that I can ever imagine that scene needing to happen is is I think it must be real. Like, I think that must be one of the unique things about the girls. Like, they just did anything to, like, get to tournaments or make ends meet. And, like, I probably one of their unique real-life stories is that they, like, cleaned yachts and busked. Yes. And, like, so they had to include it. But, like, but the it way they so included weird. it. But, yeah, they get, the, they get the money, and I think we cut right to the airport, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut into I LAX. I love this 80s airport. This 80s LAX computers. They're, like, all the screens are, like, black, and all the computers are massive. I love it. Nikki and Madison are flying first class which enrages me to a point that is irrational i was so angry angered by that just from a teenage standpoint like if you're going on a tournament with your team and like you can afford to fly first class it still wouldn't be cool to fly first class and sit well, away yeah, from but I mean, it's nikki <laughs> like i was but just really it fell out that. of character for madison i don't understand yes! madison doing it i understand nikki but th this is where we meet the women with the allergies so she's yes. sneezing non-stop and so this was the weirdest bit very, yeah very like it doesn't really fit into this whole scene it really I think the whole movie could have done without this to be honest they could have just shown like a plane landing and that's it but so this woman is just sneezing non-stop and the twins are like they try and like tease Madison and Nikki to be like oh look she's probably in, like I know she's in first class there are only like eight seats up there you don't think she's sitting next to that woman who's like diseased and like well, they said she's super contagious yeah and Madison this, this, this was the one line that I strangely remembered is Nikki just walks away being like, oh, of course you're messing with me. Madison just like slams her ticket down. She's like, that's it. Boom. Trading this baby in for coach. I need to say, when I was younger, I thought that line was her giving the ticket to the coach. What? <laughs> oh my God. I get because what you mean. She's like, I'm tra I'm trading this puppy in for coaches or whatever she says. I was like, oh, that's super nice of her to like give it to the coach. To let the coach go first. Go that means I'm falling on hard times. That's hilarious. And now at 30 years old, I was like, oh, she would just was like i'll fly coach instead of first class that's so funny that is a 
lot to ask of a child to know, like, what coach is. I don't think I understood that concept as a child, like, coach V first class. Oh, for sure. And so then, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but we cut immediately from that scene to, to the, the final game to of the, the final tournament. Game. Not I even the like, final game, the final 10 seconds. And I was like... I, I appreciate this editing. I was like, yeah, let's give five full minutes to sneezing yeah, word I want, and two seconds to the little, actual tournament. Again, yeah, I don't think you'll ever hear me say this again. I wanted to see more basketball. And <laughs> I will say, this is the first time we get to see their actual uniforms. Their uniforms are sick as hell. I love their uniforms. Mostly because red and black is my favorite color combination. And like, you say the final seconds, it's over within five seconds of real movie time. Guys, they also like lose In the game. stupidest way. They freaking, I had this note too, is they, they have, it's a really close game. They lose due to excessive celebration. Yeah, Heather like puts up a thing and they're like, yes, we did it, we beat them. And they're like two seconds left the clock. And then the other team just grabs the ball, hucks it down court. The girl catches it, puts it up, and wins the game. And I was like, are you freaking... And I was <laughs> expecting that to play into something. It's never mentioned that they lost, like, freaking idiots. Yeah, they they did deserve to lose that game. And I remember watching this 18 years ago thinking, that had to have happened in real life. Otherwise, like, what is the point of it being in here? It's, it's the same thing as the busking. Like, why is this here? Like, it made no sense. But at this moment, like, everyone is so down because they came all this way. And now they're placing second in this tournament. But we find out that Heather, for the first time, ever in the tournament's history wins the most valuable player award which is like a, a really cool feat i guess and like that's why it i'm sure it happened in real life that's why they said yeah we, well, we, yeah okay but also hang, i was like on, take on. that trophy away from her she that that stupid loss she does not deserve it 100 uh, I, I i do want to tweak what spencer said because it sounded really weird is that she won it but just, the first time in history thing is that she was on the losing team of one most valuable but the way you sounded like she was the first most valuable player in the history of the world but yo so she lost and still gets mvp and i'm like I take that trophy away simply due to the excessive celebration loss. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. But so that's it. And the coach is like, hey, you guys did a good job. We were up against a lot of really good schools. You know, I'm proud of you. Don't worry about it. And to Emma's credit, there's a very nice scene of her walking around New York at Christmas. And I was like, oh, we should have saved this for Christmas decom. I love this scene. It's really cute. It's cute to see her like mystified by like snow and stuff. But also, so the insane thing we, we touched on already. Heidi like goes up to the Nutcracker and she wants to see theater. Like yet yes. again, I'm like, I just want Heidi to be free of this, the ties that bind her to this life. And it made me sad. Yeah, and they run into Zoe and she's like, oh, my parents, we come to New York every year for Christmas. <laughs> and we, we just saw this play. Like they always be like, oh, to Broadway shows. My mom's a theater freak like me. Yes. Uh, you, she also wears berets. And then she's like, oh, you should see it while you're here. And she's like, oh, no, I'm here for the next five seconds. We're going right to the airport. We don't have time for any of that. And then this was the most bonkers thing to me. Zoe's just like, oh, okay. Oh, also, the play turned out really good. And I was like, wait, did... Heidi not even go see the play. No. She just wrote Zoe out of her life. She was the one friend she made. Lucas Ball is life now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was that like, really caught me off guard because I'm thinking, well, they can still be friends. They'll see each other at school. But also she no. loves theater. Nope. No, Ball is life, Spencer. Yeah, it, no. it makes no sense. And then we see, um, so Heidi's having that conversation. And then Heather knocks on the, on the window saying like, I have food. And she's wearing this ridiculous Statue of Liberty crown <laughs> just to prove that they're in New York because there is no, no yeah, other she, she way. She continues to wear for the like 20 she wears minutes. it for she way wears too it long. On the flight. She wears it over the she flight. She wears it on the flight. When they land in California, she is She's wearing it. She's still wearing it at baggage claim. Well, they're, well, no, they're at the, like, where you come up. Because like, the, the butler has to go down a baggage claim. But That ancient ghost butler <laughs> has to go drag Nikki's luggage somewhere. <laughs> because, yeah, uh, their parents are waiting for them. And Nikki is looking for her father, but only finds the butler. And he's <laughs> like, oh, she's he's still in Chicago. He wishes, he's terribly sorry he couldn't be here for Christmas. And she says out loud to nobody, 
there goes another Christmas and curls up in like a ball. <laughs> no, Lucas, a... it is. There goes another Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and she curls up into like a ball on one of the seats of the airport. And uh, the I, which Heather is Heather, the one who has a, a heart of gold here. And then Heidi's like, no, she ran us out. I was like, wait, you guys know she ran yes. her out? Like, I think they actually dropped that earlier. But I was like, how did how did you find out that it's her fault? I think they're just using process of elimination and context yeah, yeah. clues because she called them the Redondo Hillbillies in the middle of practice. That's true. That's true. But so. They go up to her, and I immediately said, and this is what I'm saying, this is how, like, you do a good villain turn. I was like, oh, is Nikki gonna come to their house for Christmas? And, uh, they go up and are just like, hey, what's wrong? And she's like, my father's not here, I'm spending He's another- on business in Chicago again. I never see him. And they say to her, well, I know this great, like, place where you can get a late Christmas dinner if you want to come. And she, like, looks at them with, like, the biggest puppy dog eyes, and I was like, oh, really? You've taken pity on me after- And, I know, she also apologizes immediately. She's like, really? After I've been so hard on you guys? Like, there's like a beats the empty mansion and then at that point i said why didn't nikki invite their whole family to her empty yeah mansion? it was really after rewatching this i thought well they really should have just done it at that place yeah like yeah. just have the dad come cook in the mansion they're cramped in that kind oh, of no condo. no 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 the butler is cooking all night long for this family well and that's that's one thing that i do need to say because nikki very clearly was going to go home with the butler and they were going to do their own own christmas dinner because it, it is literally christmas day yeah it's christmas at like 12 p.m yeah she so quickly is gets invited somewhere and she's like okay the butler can be by himself so he he can like do his christmas thing this man who doesn't exist when there's no one to serve he turns back into a feather duster it doesn't matter and so like the whole point of this really is like we have a family you have friends you have comfort there's even though we're we don't have much we are together and like that is yeah that's the emotional layer behind this rather than like the money mansion it's like it won't fulfill you it won't buy you happiness it's It's almost like all of her money can't buy her Her father's love. love And then they go to the Sandy store and the dad is making bacon and bean cheese sandwiches. <laughs> this is so bean weird. Bean cheese sandwiches. And like, it makes no <gasps> sense. But the way Which, that- to your credit, it does sound like something my father would make. It does sound like a food a dad would make. But there's like a graphic ass shot of him putting that shit in the panini press. Yes. And then melting out the sides. And I, that's how I know I'm getting too old for this movie because I was like, that's going to be such a fucking mess to clean up. Yeah, right I now. did kind of want to try it though. I and saw I, that and I was like, I can't And I, you know who's going to be scrubbing those pans? Poor Mary. Like, you know who that is? So I was not cleaning it up. No, no. She does. They go out to play basketball, and she goes, "Do you want to help me clean the kitchen?" He's like, "Yeah," because they also don't like his food. But yeah, like, they also the sandwiches are crap. Yeah, like, Nikki, Nikki likes it because I think she just isn't used to having home cooked anything. Well, you know what? The first thing I want to do after eating three bacon, bean, and cheese sandwiches, I want to go play basketball at one a.m. At two at two a.m. One in the morning, and so they start playing basketball for a little bit. And this is really where, uh, first of all, I do want to point out, as nice as this scene was, this heel turn for Nikki is so. Out I of love it. it. I it could, yeah, it. but it could have happened at any point in the movie. By and then she longer. has her little like soliloquy, where she's like, "I just thought like if I was the best, and I could be the best at the women's basketball, then I could get my dad's attention." And it's like, I don't know, no shade to women's basketball, but if you're trying to get your dad's attention, the sport of women's basketball is historically overlooked by men <laughs> across the globe. Not the best. Yeah, pick. but I no, I love the the world this movie put point puts us in though. That women's basketball is the height of sports. Oh I, yes, it is. It, it's it almost does feel like I'm trying to think of a good example where like oh it's like a Bridgerton, like how they like blind race cast in like the 1800s, like anyone can be a no- of nobility in the Bridgerton universe. In this universe, women's basketball is basically the NFL. Like yes. high school women's basketball, everyone gives a massive shit about. Each game is like the Super Bowl. Yes. yes. So they, the three of them, they do after eating, they decide to play basketball outside. And this is where, out of absolutely nowhere, <laughs> and for almost no reason, truly, 
Galen comes in and yep. we find out that he lives at the Sandy Soar, which He's I, poor too. I do like. It shows you that yes. like you can't judge a book by its cover, all that stuff. And so I don't know, he goes to the rich school, but he is like like Heather and Heidi right now. My only qualm with this, and I'm just gonna say it, is Galen Alderman is not the name of a poor kid. <laughs> like that true. is the that kid is someone who has a trust fund and has like had a DUI what that if, his dad has made go away. What if what if Galen Alderman is in a pseudonym? Yes. <laughs> what if the pseudonym he's create I've created the persona of Galen Alderman to fit in at this school. I mean I do love this turn and I love that he I, I it your Spencer's right it comes the hell out of nowhere but I love that he's here. But I, I will say the name makes no sense. I will also point out not only is he here he's in full basketball clothes already at 1 a.m. 1 a.m. on and Christmas Day. Like, <laughs> Christmas Day. And he comes out being like hey I'm trying to sleep and they're like you live here? And it's like when someone's not playing basketball at 2 a.m. Finally, he's saying what everyone else in this complex yeah, yes. is thinking. <laughs> I, I imagine he like he said that and there was just a roar of applause from behind him. He goes up and he reaches under like a trash can and picks up the missing H from the sign and sticks it under the, the hoop so it, it stands upright. I love this he, moment, to be honest, because it, it was clever. It was the full circle, like, oh, the H yes. is missing, Sandy Soar. Oh, Dylan took it because it uses it to straighten the basketball hoop. But also, it's they've been Chekhov's living H. here. They've been living here for for weeks how have they never run into galen at this at at the basketball court well they only play basketball too <laughs> but but no to your point and also i think not to get too film theory on this i think it says a lot about galen's very minor character <laughs> that he doesn't put like he he's fine with whatever circumstances he has because he will find a way to to better him like by to, stealing to get age. better like like he's got a shitty basketball hoop he's stealing the age like he's an, uh, he's a climber like he works hard to get what he has and he's earned it but so he he shows them this is where you get the magic this Johnson. is where I had the note that was like nothing quite like a white man to come in and teach us the sport <laughs> we're already good at like he's gonna come teach us how to play basketball um, even though we are already amazing at basketball but he does he's supposed to be telling them to, the one who teaches them how to play like a team. Because he finally gives Nikki the talk that she's needed since day one because she's 5'4", which is, you're a passer, Nikki. You're Stop like Stop taking the Johnson. wild shots that you keep making. <laughs> but he's kind of like, you're a passer, and he like sets them up into a little formation. And I remember this part so vividly. Because oh, he takes them by... This is just so true being a teenage girl, I will say. Like, I just love this. He takes them each by the shoulder and moves them into position. And you can see when he touches them, they're like... <gasps> like as a 14 year old girl would and then Heidi is bold and is like wait you mean back here and then he has to go up and touch her and move her again she goes wait you mean over here and then he touches her and moves her so you were excited this adult man was touching these teenage girls is what you're saying no I just thought it was a good slice of life and I think it was a, I like as I think Spencer said this earlier about how like I didn't want these people to be in a relationship with Galen because it would have been a weird but I like this like crush on a older hottie like how you would like be like oh my god like if you like touched your shoulder to move you into place like that felt like a good note to strike i well i, I did just want to say before he does uh, touch these 14 year old girls they say oh we lost in the finals and he says i'm not surprised bitch <laughs> what <laughs> like you're just coming out of nowhere and ragging on these women who do you think you are you're galen you have this full scholarship to do wherever you decide to go but like who do you think you are doing this you know what spencer he's in the fucking stands at every single game so he has a bird's eye view of what they're doing wrong he's in the pack stands in his goddamn letterman's jacket every time watching them fuck collar. up at the one game they've had but this is what i'm saying is like he says like because what they can even saying is that you guys don't know how to play like a team and this was teaching them how to play like a team the whole team is not there you're teaching three people how to coordinate i guess yes um but yes the only have... three good players besides madison who isn't even that good i'm sure no we, uh, yeah, we I don't actually, so, actually don't even get to see her touch the ball but so then we cut to i think maybe I, my favorite basketball this game this is the best basketball game yeah. in the movie the oh you know what guys Talk about like overrated things. The last game in this mo- movie, overrated. This game, 
fucking underrated. I love this intense female basketball coach. She, I literally said, this coach, Oscar, where is your Oscar? <laughs> She's good. She is absolutely taking these lines as a side character and eating them for breakfast. She, she like, saw the amount of energy the coach puts in for their team and was like, I'm going to go in the exact opposite direction. He's given it about a 10. I'm going to give it 110. And I understand that at this point, she's supposed to, like, lose her cool and, like, she gets a technical. So, like, basically, this, this game also comes down to the wire as every single game every they single play is a, literally a two-point game. Comes down to the wire. She thinks there's a foul. She gets in the ref's face. Does this absolutely amazing performance where she, like, flicks at his shirt and is like, you don't deserve to wear this shirt. These stripes. Like, it's honestly, like, literally, I was like, oh, chills. Honestly. <laughs> and I was like, I've never seen such pure, beautiful, unbridled female rage on it's, camera. It's great. It's awesome. And good for her. And she flicks his shirt and he's like, all right, that's it. Technical. So she gets like a foul on their team for assaulting the ref. And that is really good for our our ladies in red. The Sea Kings. I do want. I do want to know. Oh, yeah, they are the Sea Kings. Thank the you for the Sea Kings. I, Which, by the way, why is that? Why do they have to be the Sea Kings when it's a women's team? This is the. Old, they should be the Sea Queens. Hmm. And also, Sea King is a Pokemon, so that's why I always. It caught me off guard the whole time. Every time they said it. <laughs> So at this point, they have the foul and they get to do the free throw. It's between Heather and Heidi to choose on. The coach is like, Heidi, I want you to do it. And everyone's surprised. But Heidi has been playing better that game. And so the she dad... She had the hot hand. Which sounds which sounds like an STD you get from giving too many hand jobs. Um, and, <laughs> and so Larry comes down from the stands knowing that his daughter... Onto the court. Oh my Onto God. the court. Oh my God. Onto the court, berating the coach, saying, Heidi sucks. Put Heather in. She's the only good one. <laughs> He's and the money player is what, she's, what he says. But also... You know my daughter, Heidi? The one I hate? Get her out of there. But, but also, the intense female coach was right. Where was the ref on that? Like, sir, you cannot be on this court you right now. You cannot walk onto the court in the middle of a basketball game. Number one. Number two, yes. Like, Spencer is right for calling that out. He literally comes out and is like, in earshot of everyone, is like, Heather is the money player. Heidi sucks. You're out of your mind. She's got the hot hand, and right now you've got the hot head. Great line. It's Aaron Sorkin dialogue. It's it's something <laughs> it's something you wish you could say in a conversation in real life when you're having an argument. Am I watching the newsroom right now, yeah. or am I watching Double D? Exactly. And it's also just that like Heather is visibly like really tired, like really like gasping for air, and it's like she's she's worn out. Like what, Heidi? Like so. The other thing I want to point out is like I said, they get in a huddle, and he comes up with this whole plan of like for the free throw, you, you got to hit it, and then you have to let them foul you, and like. Do, do, do all this stuff and then Heidi just goes up and misses the one free throw and then makes the second and then they won the game like all of the instruction he gave other than make the free throws was entirely unnecessary yes uh, but she wins the game and everyone's like Heidi Heidi they're chanting her name this time guys symbolism and Heather is on the verge of tears the entire time and it's so annoying and to, yeah and to me it's so weird because it paints a bad picture of Heather that she can't she needs to always be in the spot but much like Emma she needs the applause to live like she, <laughs> she just needs to be in the spotlight all the time like it was like the stereotypical egomaniac thing where I was like and I get it because we hate the most what we see in ourselves and I'm also an egomaniac that needs applause to live as Luke said and like I would probably have the same thing but I hate when there's like movies like this and it's like okay but you get the applause every other time yeah you can't let her have one I would get it like if there was a narrative downshift and all of a sudden like in the narrative Heidi started becoming better and better and better and like surpassing her like Mm -hmm. consistently over time and then that like made her depressed but it's one game yeah that's what I was saying is we needed to see more games where stuff like that was happening but it's very sudden because then there is a line after like later on where she's like she's better than me like I'm like we haven't 
really seen no, that. Not we, at all. Her, we saw her have you one both good seem, game. You both seem great. You both seem absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and to be honest, Larry makes it apparent that Heidi has never been better because he very clearly runs to Heidi after this game of like, oh my God, you did it. I didn't think you could do it, but you did it. And Heather's basically in tears and Mary has to console her because Larry's certainly not going to do it because he goes where the money shot is. So Yeah, he really... Oh, no, 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 not oh, what that is. Oh, money God. shot. No. Money no. player. Honestly, they should have named this movie Money Shot. Oh, no. But yeah, he really turns on Heather. Like, this man, like, you have to win his love, which is such a toxic standard that he is setting. And, and because of that, the next scene is Heather playing with Galen basketball after the game. She's exhausted from the the regular f- basketball game that she played. Now she's doing a one-on-one thing with Galen at the, the Sandy Soar. And she is aggressive. She has never been like this before. And Galen is like, okay, we're done. We need to stop. We need to calm down. Like, you've had enough. And she's We've done this for like hours. Yeah, she's just... I literally said, I case. said... I said, I knew Heather was going to have a breakdown, but I, like, she was gearing up for a full-on mental break, and she's like, she's like, we're not going to stop, like, keep going, keep going. But I didn't remember, this is one thing that I totally changed, I didn't remember that, like, her own mental breakdown is why she hurts her ankle. Like, she's, he's literally like, you're tired, you're tired, and, like, they make a concerted effort in the shooting of this to show that it's not Galen, it's not like he pushes her, it's not like there's anything, like, she just straight up is going so nuts, she trips over herself and breaks her own goddamn ankle. Well, I don't know if it's broken or sprained, it's never really said, but we after she's crying on the floor and screaming about her ankle, we see Mary who's doing laundry at two in the morning uh, yes, outside this yes. apartment. She catches it and she runs over to them. And then Galen says to the mom, I didn't mean to. I just couldn't get her attention, which to me, if I was the mom, sounds like he took a hammer to her ankle. Like it sounds <laughs> like he did it on purpose, which is certainly not the case. They made it very clear. This was her. She jumped and she fell on it wrong. It's supposed to be like her own, like she's, she's supposed to be like a Cersei Lannister like she's actually gone so mad with her own like like craziness and of like th- concerned about her own downfall that she actually like ends up hurting herself. Well, yes, and I but I also want to I want two things to jump off of Spencer's point. Number one, the shot of her landing on her foot is it's both brutal. hilarious and brutal <laughs> because like clearly they just had her like tilt her foot one way and then they added in but then they added in the most like bone crunching sound like it sounds like her foot should be going upside down i looked away from the (laughs) tv at this point it's so it's so loud the (laughs) it's awful but the second thing is spencer's absolutely right he says that to her and but the other thing he says is she is visibly on the ground screaming writhing in pain gripping her foot, and he just walks up to her and goes are you okay Like, he just, like, and I'm like, no, clearly she is not. And then she's walking there. She's limping back into the uh, condo and is screaming, all the scouts are coming tomorrow. And Dad's going to be so disappointed. This is where it actually, I think it actually was very dark, where she felt like an abused child to me because she's literally writhing in pain and is like, all she's doing is crying about, like, Dad is going to hate me. Dad's going to be so disappointed. Dad, 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 Dad. And then the dad sees her react like that. And he's like, I think that's where he has his come to Jesus moment of I have been a terrible father if this is her reaction yes but then we get a very good scene of her laying in her bed with ice on her ankle and the mom comes in to talk to her and is like it's all right you know it doesn't matter like i forget exactly how the conversation like the back and forth of it but basically she's just all upset that heidi did so well 
and she's falling apart. She's like, she's a better player. And like we said, we really haven't, we seen, haven't seen that. Really haven't seen that. And she's all upset too because like basketball was supposed to be my thing, which I get. I understand where that's coming from. The this, mom gets a goddamn monologue about yes. her swimming career. Really, she delivers every single time, whether it's one day at a time, American Graffiti, so weird, or double team. She will always give you what you need. And this name, I will never. Emily Naibo was her swim <laughs> yes. rival. She's like, there's always. She just basically gives the parent speech that's like. There's always going to be someone better than you. There's always going to be someone hotter. There's always going to be someone richer or better at sports than you. And she's like, my rival was like Emily Naibo. And I was like, Emily Naibo, that bitch. And she just basically goes on a talk about how, like, you know, like, she made me better. Is that the point of this? Yeah, because, because like, she says, like, Heidi's, like, dominating me at basketball. And she got, and she's like, she had one good night, which is what we all are thinking. Yes. Like, you can't fall to pieces so quickly over that. Like, she basically, yeah, like I'm saying, kind of breaks down that, like, it's not about you you can't always be the best at everything you just have to love it you just have to love it you have to do that's that's where it ends is that she says if you love playing basketball you have to do it because you love it not because you want to be the best and i said and besides you're also amazing at volleyball <laughs> like you've got that to fall back I on i had a really depressing moment though when she's like why'd you quit mom and she's like because i found something i liked better being a mom and i was like i don't love this message for women you could do both you could keep swimming at the y and also be a mom you could still do the things you love you don't have to like stop your dream and then do laundry at 2 a.m for the rest <laughs> of your life you know what i mean but also it was sort of a throwaway thing because when she brings up her like the the woman who beat her in swimming she says oh it wasn't just like a normal tournament i was swimming this was the competition to be number one in the country oh so yes. Like, yes this is olympics level and yeah and she's like and i gave it up because i wanted to be that's, a what, mom. that's what i'm saying and i wanted a whole movie about yeah, this I, there was a lot this intense more, rivalry with emily naibo a lot more under the surface that we didn't quite dig into but now guys it is time for the final game. This is where the things get jam. bad. Let's just say. Oh boy. So Heather is, is on. Is this the conference finals? What the fuck it's, is it, this? Yeah, it's like they're they're at the end of their their their, their season. season, and all the scouts are here. They literally says all the scouts, like every scout in the world is here. Heather is on crutches and in a hoodie, like just on the sidelines, which I don't know if that's what you can do when you're a hurt player, but whatever. The game starts yet again, guys. Attendance. This place is fucking packed. Oh yeah. And the game is very intense, and do you want to know why, everybody? It's because they figured out their strategy is just always passing to the tall yeah, one. They're... They put the, two... oh, you're saying the other team, the other team, it. the other team finally. This is also a... where they announce her height in the starting lineup, and I was like, holy shit, she's supposed to be six one and fourteen. That is crazy. Which also we haven't touched on. The parents are not that tall. Like they're no, taller than the parents. There's actually photos online. I did do some googling of Heather and Heidi Burge of like them and the dad. They are towering over the dad. Oh well, to the point. I thought I read what? online that the dad was also 6'5". Wait, maybe that wasn't the dad that I saw You know what? I mean, I I could have also been reading incorrectly, so... That might have been their coach, but anyway, there was a photo of them with a man online where they were legit towering over him. I'm gonna go back and make sure... Oh, no, it's not their dad. It's just a random fan. Okay. <laughs> but it's like a, a normal tall man and they're towering over him. Sure. Wait, yeah, because I, it's I like think... It's like their Wikipedia photo. I think yeah. Mary is 6'1 and Larry is 6'5". Okay. Well, I mean, Mary's a swimmer, so that makes sense like they're, they're usually pretty tall but so the game goes on and like we already talked about they're constantly they're constantly double teaming heather they're, she's got two no, guards heidi, on heather oh, sorry heidi jesus christ sorry they're double teaming heidi they constantly have two guards on her at and, least sometimes uh, three yes and the coach is just shouting they're double teaming her they're double teaming she can't do anything they're double teaming her but also like again and i don't want to be a basketball coach here i understand that that's not what you guys want for me but at the same time 
I get it. When they're on offense, she can't get a shot up. When you're on defense, start smacking the fucking ball out of their hands. You're 6-1. Play <laughs> some D. They're scoring on them like like Heather's a Heather's a sieve out there. Okay, like, well you're 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 to go into that point. My point is maybe stop passing to her. They won't expect that because yes. that's your whole strategy. And to their credit, they do start to adapt and like change up their strategy and fight. And again, they fight it to a very thin margin. Fully body doubles for Heather and Nikki here. You can literally see that there are just people with different faces and wigs playing for them. But they do... They, they start to figure it out. Nikki no. starts dominating. Before oh. they, Nikki starts dominating, I do want to say, like, all of a sudden, no one else on this team can even fucking dribble. It's right. like they have had the talent sucked out of them Space Jam style. Like, they look like they're playing, like, in Space Jam. The when they monsters their did their thing. Yes, yes. yes of course. <laughs> We all, I mean, we all know the monsters. <laughs> I just want to make them a Space Jam reference because it, it felt right in this movie. But they look like they're they're drained of their their talent. And Galen is apoc- like he is absolutely devastated in the stands. And I'm like, Lord forbid we disappoint Galen, ladies. Like, get it together. He's but smoking then- a cigarette behind the scenes because he's that stressed. <laughs> he's got the H under his arm and he's smoking a cigar <laughs> like, on the side of the bleachers. But then Nikki's dad shows up with. The Burge's dad. And again, Luke's like, how do those people know each other? And he walks in. Does he work for him? And there is a great beat where they recognize how fucking stiff this guy looks. Because they're like, oh, I knew my dad would be with some scout. And they're like, she's like, no, that's my dad. (laughs) And I was like, oh, now Nikki's going to drink Michael's secret stuff and absolutely ball because her dad is Which is exactly what happens. It's also very clear that the dad has never been in a public outing before because he's just like, he is fully on the court, just like staring at things like way. You know, no, no, he's like looking around. He looks like he's been in a white room for yes, 25 years. Again, guys, I know this is annoying, but that I keep bringing it up. The dad and Nikki's dad walk across the court in the middle of a game. You quite literally cannot do that. That's and not Larry how that is works. aggressively grabbing him. Like, what is he in a hurry for? Like, I get it. But also, like, you could be more gentle about this. I feel like he had to, like, drug this man to get here. And the dude's just, like, walking through, like, as high as the kite. And he's like, no, 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 come here. here, 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 here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, never, it's never, like, stated how they found each other, why he's there, what happened. So it's nope. just like. Nope. Super weird weird out of left field how did he get this man's number it, it makes no sense let's just yes. say that um but yeah nikki suddenly because gets on fire and like ties it up for them and gets fouled into the like the- also uh, there's great side shots if you guys were watching on the sidelines where the actress her name's poppy playing heather is just freaking the fuck out every yes. time they get a basket Basically like throwing she's- her crutches slanting yes. them to like clap <laughs> she's like whipping these crutches in the air like with such force i was like that's some good background acting damn like she's committed to that role and then yeah nikki gets fouled and she gets thrown into the bottom of the hoop I, don't, I didn't remember this part this really which, me has, which has a pad on thank it. you it's fucking <laughs> padded you're fine shake it off like shake it off nikki and, th- and so we're made to believe she like has just broken her arm because she <laughs> says um my arm's completely in adr she, in yeah, ADR. she says my arm's completely numb and that only happens if like you have broken something like what 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 else do we think and then they like take her to the sidelines and the whole team is there with the coach she's like and the coach is like so nikki can you go in can you like shoot the free throw like what what's gonna happen and she's just like she's moving it up and down she's like oh you know what i can do it it's fine but like i'm prepared for this woman to go off in a stretcher that's how bad yeah, we're well, guys there's also a crazy line yes. where she goes and i think this line is also, also very the most ADR, behind yes. her and 
her, and the, the camera's behind her head, and she goes, yeah, coach, I can do it if you don't mind a one-armed player. And I was and like, I, what? Yeah, I was like, does that mean she's not going to do it? Because you definitely can't do it with one arm. <laughs> you have to shoot a free throw. You need an arm. But she does it anyway. Yes, right. she does and it And so anyway. Heather, with no prompting, just looks at the coach and says, get all, by me all the time you can. And he's like, what? What could that possibly mean? You're so visibly <laughs> injured. And she hobbles off to somewhere. And he's I like, love that they just ignore this directive. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and he goes, all right, here's the plan. Uh, you got to make this free throw. And then we'll grab the ball and call a quick... Sure. No, 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 no. But you, they'll get the ball. We got to force a turnover and we'll call a quick timeout because there's like seven seconds left. Meanwhile, Heather is still hobbling outside the, yes! uh, the yes! court. Like, yes. it has taken her 30 seconds just to get to the door. It's 50 and feet away. And so slow moving, guys. That's what makes this ending so funny. And also, like, they literally... he like He's like... Okay, and then, like, turns out he was like, okay, guys, like, whatever the fuck that was. (laughs) Don't need to worry about that. But, so, Nikki goes out there, drains the free throw, and then, I think Madison, this might be the one thing, I think Madison gets the turnover. I don't know. And then calls the timeout. And so they get the timeout. During the timeout, we see from the outside of the gym, Heather set her crutch steps in her full basketball field, and my literal note in all caps. In her full basketball uniform. In her full basketball uniform, and my literal note in all caps, why would you feel the need to do this? They figured out how to do this without you, and you are so visibly hurt. I don't understand why she would have her uniform there if she was had a broken ankle. Like, oh, what would drama. possess her to for be like, drama. you know what? Just in case, maybe I will bring my uniform. And not only will it take me an hour to walk from the court to the door, but I will change in 15 seconds. But also, guys, here's the funniest thing is she, like, stands behind the gym doors and is like, and, like, takes a breath and, like, prepares this dramatic entrance. Keep in mind, there's, like, seven seconds of this basketball <laughs> game left how embarrassing would it be if she tried this dramatic entrance in her uniform and the game was, and over. The game was over oh man that would have been good i would have loved that but she walks out and, and gets a slow clap no 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 well hush everyone freezes over. yeah yes there's a hush and then heidi because she knows that her sister is a massive egomaniac just starts chanting heather Heather. And then the slow clap builds. And I was just like, this was entirely unnecessary. It would have made sense if Nikki was actually out of the game and they needed like another power player in there. Yeah, they really shouldn't have let her make the free throw because it shows that her arm was okay. And so from this, Heather finally hopples her way to the coach and to everyone. It takes so long. So long. I was like, you're going to have to fake walk a little better for this fake out to work because it just took you 30 minutes from door to huddle. And so the coach right now is probably thinking, this idiot thinks I'm going to let her play this game right now it just took her an hour to do this heather does her put me in coach she literally says it like she steals it from rudy (laughs) so coach is like you know what it just might work well they're like heather you can't jump and shoot and she's like just give me the ball i know what to do and i guess that the thing here is that we're supposed to see character develop from heather which we don't really because this is just a massive egomaniac move to even come into the game and try to do this but i guess where we're supposed to see the development is her going i don't need to shoot i don't need to do anything i'll just be a decoy hopefully i can pull some defenders she's trying to break up the double team because, they are doing on Heidi so Heidi can score. Because she knows if they're both out there, their defense will be in shambles because they can't handle two tall girls. <laughs> actually, also, but, this is the longest fucking timeout in the oh, history of, of basketball. I mean, I mean, it's about to be the longest seven seconds in the history of basketball. But, like, while she's hobbling out, by the way, the coach is like, we don't need to worry about her. Like, like, like which I agree with the her. Coach, yeah, agree I with love because, that. He's, because she's so visibly he injured. He's so over it. He's over these girls and over this job. Also, like, okay, good. Do we have another 60 minutes to get her onto the court? Because that, it's going to take her forever to get to center court give her a wheelchair and like maybe she'll be able to move right yeah they come up with this plan and they say seven seconds left there's seven seconds left and this takes about two minutes of real time so she has the ball and like she's trying to get to divert some attention away from 
Heidi, but no one really goes for it. So they're like, she's like, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. They're telling Heather to take the shot. Yes. The coaches, everyone in the stand, all the other, even Madison is like, shoot it. Because she's wide open. There's no one on Literally no Mm -hmm. one is on Heather. And so what does she decide to do with seven, now six, now five seconds left? And with no no one guarding her to see this dance. She does the shuffle, the Ali shuffle (laughs) that Heidi created. And not only does she do it for one second, this lasts at least 37 seconds in full movie time. How does she do this? with a busted no. ankle. That's the thing. How does she, it's, that move is all ankle. It is literally your ankle rotating. I don't think she should be able to walk after this. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly frank. Yeah. Like, but behind the scenes, she actually got an injection of like, I don't know, whatever those professional Adrenaline. Yeah. Adrenaline. Just like, oh man. Like, like how is she moving her ankle like that? And she I, does it for, like Spencer said, a literal full 30 seconds. Finally, when they see her doing this foot thing, I think they're like, maybe she can shoot. So then defenders rush her and then we see the play. She does the twin telepathy. Yes, she does the twin telepathy where she passes it to the wide which, outside which, corner. Which, which we didn't mention, but Galen taught them how to like utilize better or twin something. Twin telepathy. Because so, a white man has to give them everything. It's the play you see in that practice where there, it goes to no one, but then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Heidi is there. She grabs the ball. 30 seconds later, she <laughs> shoots it. It goes in. They win the game. And they're jumping and celebrating despite the broken ankle. And the losers are crying and I like that. How, she does, not, how she does not immediately collapse is a miracle from God. And, but also, I do want to point out, when she grabs it from the corner, she does not do it gracefully. Fully. She's like fully diving. Stretching. She's trying. Like, like they, you had to think. Like, that's what I'm saying. Did this movie have no time to do other shots? Because no. because it's so bad. Because it's also a bad editing job because she's in a stretch for this pass. Like, she's so like wild. And then immediately is reset for the shot to be able to shoot it up in the air. But yeah, game's over. Everyone's very excited. Nikki and her dad have a touching reunion. The dad is also like, I don't know what's going on with that guy. And I'm like, you brought him here. <laughs> you drove him here. But then, yeah, they're talking to their parents and he, the dad is this is supposed to have had his come to Jesus moment of like I love you both and like oh yeah the, the other thing that happened in New York is Zoe was like you should go to drama camp this summer it'll be really fun and the their coach is like you should send them to basketball camp and he's like no my daughter I'm letting her do what she wants kind of she's still gonna be under the iron thumb of athletics and this blew my mind again this blew my and, fucking mind as someone who doesn't know a lot about sports as we proved in last month's episode um, same they, they uh, he, he's like but they're gonna do great they're gonna go he's Who talk, comes out? Is this the, a scout? No, the coach talks to them being like, you should go to basketball camp. They're going to be great. And he's like, no, but they're going to be great doing in their own way. Uh, they're going to play in college all four years. He goes, might be able to do more than that. They can play professional. There's talk. There's talk of a women's professional league. And I said, did we not have the WNBA? It did not exist. It didn't exist until the 90s, which blew my mind. My Wait, really? Was, yes. yes. My literal note is the NBA, WNBA didn't exist until 1997, I think. God, men suck. No, I think it's earlier because I think. Oh, I thought I, thought I Googled it and said 97. Oh yeah, no, maybe you're right. But also, they are 14 years old and they have only played one season of basketball, barely. Yeah. Well, yeah, but going I'll, to the non-existent Yeah, but I'll, no, I'll give them credit that that's like a wink to the audience because they did go on to play in the WNBA and we get a flash forward of them playing. Guys, this but is so I... insane, this flash forward. They play a song that is like... In I, many ways, like... It is in many ways like the Space Jam, Jock Jam song, but it is just in a different key slightly with a few keynote changes so they cannot legally come after Disney for using it. And 
Also, this makes the WNBA look so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> With the knowledge that it just started, and like they just started, it was probably like 10 people with like one t-shirt gun. There is like pyrotechnics at this game. Fireworks. Come on and jam. And they're also, both of them, in full face beats of makeup, hair, lashes. Like, they've never looked better. I think to make them look older, I guess. So I was gonna say, they look almost exactly the same in the previous scene when they were 14 years old to me. Yes! Like, yes, because... Nothing was really done. Nothing, no professional prosthetics. Nothing was done to nope. make them even look remotely older than 15. They put lipstick on them, Spencer. That They put a, like, a, a lightly beige lipstick on them and then, like, clipped their hair back a little bit nicer and they yeah. had a scrunchie and they were like, that's them, 27. But yeah, they, they meet out on the court and they say the thing which we've never referenced once, which is second best, always second best or whatever. I don't even know. Once second best, always no, second you. best. Once second best, always second best. Spencer referenced it once. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and so the movie sort of ends at the free shot of them the ref tosses the ball and then it's the two twins looking up to see who's going to get it first but this is a lie those <laughs> twins never played against each other professionally really? wow myth busted i read on their wikipedia that i was going to say it was a lie because they didn't play the same position yeah well i can forgive them doing shorthand of that come on you want to see that power match there's also a really crazy line in their wikipedia page that i just want to read to you guys that i absolutely love after graduation both sisters accepted scholarships to attend the university of virginia and play yep. lady cap for lady they, they show that at the end of like i know although the pair would attend the same school they did not live together or even have the same circle of friends it's a fucking random <laughs> to show in this they started to freaking hate they each other hated each other i was like that seems like there was a weird tension going on why would you include that uh, but I, I now have to ask spencer you versus your twin in basketball who wins <laughs> uh so basketball wasn't our sport we we did like soccer volleyball wrestling tennis but i don't know I will say, at a school dance in eighth grade, for some reason they had a basketball contest at the dance, and I beat Ooh. all the other guys there. So, Whoa. just based on that, I will—I mean, it wasn't, you literally threw a basketball into a garbage can, that was it. So, I'll say me for that one, but he'll probably... Okay, so, so are you the athletic twin of the two? No, I we're both that's... super athletic. Oh, if I freaking back about it. He is pretty <laughs> athletic, Luke. <laughs> More athletic than both, than both of us can That's true. But that is double teams. I think it's a great movie. I honestly feel like kind of, I feel bad kind of for these sisters because I feel like they could have had a great like normal film, not TV children's movie. I think there's enough material. I to don't work think with. they could have made a better film than this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was really so. This is great movie, bad title, but the actresses. Yes. They the actors are are good. Let's say good. especially great. because this is basically both of theirs for the most part only acting like or first acting roles. I have a weird thing with this Poppy girl where like I have like what is that um mandala effect where I always think that she went on to like do more because she looks like she looks so like someone else. To me. Yeah. She looks like. Someone else, Spencer. That's what it is. I don't know if it's someone from like Seventh Heaven or I something. I was going to say she... Cheaper by the Dozen. I don't remember oh, her name. I can see that, yeah. Maybe that's it. I, I, there, there's an actress that she looks basically exactly like. So I always think that she went on to do more, but she, you're right. She really didn't. And like these two girls are both very good and should have like more Parabell. Disney work. Yes, yes. She does look like Piper Paraville. That's where that mandala effect is coming from. You're exactly right. But yes, there. I thought all the performances were very good, even when the coach looked like he was giving about 10%. Even like the people who are doing basically nothing like Galen like that guy was good yeah, he wasn't hard fine. to watch there's there's you know how many random so side hunks in these movies I'm like oh my god that line delivery yeah. like he sold me everything I was like great buying it uh, Emma what would you rate it I honestly I'm giving this movie 
a nine out of ten. I was also gonna give it a nine out of ten. Oh my god! I love this movie. I agree. This is a good one, Spencer. You gotta understand, you're coming in as a guest for a a hot hand moment. We watch a lot of absolute garbage. I don't think we've given a nine in a very long time. Wait, can you you guys give me an example of what you would give a zero, a five, and a ten? I I keep saying I'm gonna make a chart that explains our rating, and I never do it because I'm lazy. It's pretty Um, arbitrary. It's pretty. It's also pretty arbitrary. But ten is just like you know unmitigated banger. Ten is like High School Musical. High School Musical, Cheetah Girls. You know. Brink, like just unmitigated classic. Yeah, what I would mean, you give it? I think seven above is like pretty accurate. I would go between the seven. I, I don't know if I'd go as high to an eight, so like a seven, seven point six or something like that, because it is good. Sure. I enjoyed watching it. I remembered a lot of it. It made me feel nostalgic. But it's not one I don't think if I would like had friends over for a movie night. I don't. I would don't think I would suggest double teamed right away. Yeah, I think that's fair, but I just think that's because it's a, a different kind of a decom. Like I think it takes itself kind of seriously, and I think maybe we just find that refreshing after. I think I'm giving it. I think if I was rating it on like pure movie alone, I'd probably give it closer to an eight. But because of the, this is actually one, like there's, a, there's only a handful of these that I regularly watch when it was on TV. And I have a big nostalgia factor for this one. Like I really liked this movie as a kid. So I have to give it a nine for pure nostalgia alone. I don't, I, for me, it's not so much nostalgia as it is that I think it's good on its own, but there are just things that heighten it to the, to my, heighten my enjoyment of it. Like Nikki's performance and. I'm like, giving it a nine for Nikki. <laughs> Nikki I, gets I, a 12. Yeah. The coach <laughs> is like stuff, like stuff like that. I think just raised it a couple points in my mind, but for sure. Oh, but I love it. But yeah, so that was double teamed. Emma, should we say what we're watching next month? Yes. Next month is our anniversary episode. Yes. And we're dipping back into a great it's, it's our fifth, franchise. It's, it's our fifth anniversary. We've fifth been doing this for five years. Um, we're dipping back into a beloved film franchise. We're going to do Xenon, the sequel. We're going back to the stars, baby. Wake me up, shake me up, race me to the stars. So much to know, so far to go. Zetas Lapidus times two. Um, I've never seen it. I hope it's good. Oh, um, man, you're missing out. Oh, is it good? Listen, Xenon is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still good. Like, <laughs> and and the fact that they interchange Shadia Simmons and Raven Simone yep. as Nebula. And wait, wait, it's a different Nebula yep. next one? <laughs> yeah, it goes from Raven in the first one, then Shadia Simmons in the second. And, and then, then Raven, Raven again. again. <laughs> hilarious and, i get her back and it's not that. like shoddy had died because she had already what i think she did the color of friendship and she did life with eric so she was still uh-huh. on disney's radar they just like yeah well if you can get raven get raven raven was available she like, was tech available and they she must said, not have been available for the second one um well i'm looking forward to that i hope you're all looking forward to it that leaves only one question emma where can people find you on the internet you can find me at emma stone tyler on twitter instagram and tiktok um, you can find me on Twitter at wildfire underscore king. Spencer, where can they find you on Twitter? Our wonderful guests, or on the internet, wherever you want. Uh, if you want to find me anywhere, it's at Spencer Althouse for BuzzFeed, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, but this was Great. super awesome. Thank you guys so much. I loved it. No, thank you. Thanks for joining thank us. Thank you for We're joining us. We're fantastic guests. Yes, of course. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at D Comedy Podcast. Give us a follow there. Become a loyal D Comrade. We really appreciate it. Love seeing you guys tweet about the show. Speaking of which, if you could leave us a rate or review on the old iTunes. That is a great as well. I'm an egomaniac, yes, just like just Heather, a, and I need like applause, so give um, me a rating. You should also check out all the great shows on AudioEntropy.com. They got a show there you like, I guarantee it. But I think that's going to do it for us this month. See you, well, we'll, we'll see you next time for the DCOM Choice Awards, but then we will see you for our anniversary episode. Thank you so much to, for, to Spencer for being on. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Loved it. <laughs> that's all that you need to say. <laughs> Other than DCOMs forever. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs> There you go. Or Italian for my foreign language. I don't know. Let's just go. I do like pizza.
Make it Italian. Italian. Look at those creams. Okay. Are we gonna play with the guys? Yes. Ladies. Ciao. Unbelievable. We never had any of this stuff at our other school. Yeah. We never had people stare at us like we were aliens either. We're tall. We're twins. 